0: drink your milkshake
1: I drink it up
2: now why are we doing that from there will be blood because that's how Scott Seidenberg's been doing to the bookies when it comes to baseball now last 30 days in baseball 21 and 5 now you might say what's he laying minus 220 up 33.94 units so almost 34 units Postseason, he's unfreaking defeated. 13-0. and The lucky 13 up 28 plus units. And he has series bets and he's winning those. He had to lose, you know, two and one. And then the NHL, this is the start of the season? Mm-hmm. You're 12 and 2? Two? Yep. 20.5 units. Huh. So right now you've got an NHL package up. Yep. How much is that for? Check that out. Because I might roll a little something into this. Mm -hmm.
3: The early bird NHL season access is the lowest price you're ever going to get on it right now. $349.
2: And that's like eight months of action. It's the whole season. Uh, And you're already up 12-2. and All right. So, one, if you like the hockey, go there. That's the best of price you're going to get, as the Italians would say. (laughs) I don't know why I went into an Italian accent. (laughs) It's the best of price you're going to get. (laughs) Hey! Now, come on, don't, don't. Oh, I guess I'm not allowed,
3: I'm not allowed to do that. Are you Italian? No, no, I apologize. (laughs) Nah, 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 you insulted him a little bit, you got a little out of order yourself.
2: (laughs) That's good, that's good. A little De Niro there, right? Good fellas? Before they cave his head in with Mm -hmm. the, nut. yeah, yeah, I've seen good fellas. Okay, so Scott's hot. I mean, Fez, I know you don't like, we're not talking about you all of a sudden, but like, you're on the list, but he's red hot. He is. Now, I'm going to do something special. I'm going to do something special. <laughs> A little branzini. All right. <laughs> I like branzini. Oh, that's good. From the Mediterranean, they fly it in? They what? fly it in? One the places I go. Oh, of course. Like, you, go, you like Long John Silver's, right? <laughs> Of all the people that's a family spot. Yeah. You like the the way they deep fry the dough? No.
0: (laughs) You don't like me talking about places that I look down upon. Remember?
2: Okay.
3: I some call those places quirky.
2: Yeah. Soft. I'm I'm gonna continue. Not not leaders of men. All right. (laughs) So in that amazing baseball, you can have the rest of the playoffs. Scott guarantees at least five best bets in there. All right. At least five for $77. Now, how much does he charge for a best bet? About 25 25 typically. So I'm going to do the math real quick. Five times 25 is 125 Yes, sir. I waved my hand and said, no, it's 77 And now the machinery is in motion to make that the case. Sometime by the weekend. No, immediately that will go to 77 So you've got a couple of options with Scott. You can get the $77 special. And there might be more than five
3: best yep. bets. There's a minimum 8 games left.
2: 13 and 0, 77 bucks. If you bet baseball, you're foolish not to bet with Scott at this point. And the hockey, it's up there lowest price. Now that is an impromptu promotion. I'll make this one quick. It's basketball season, and it's early bird time, and you can get the combo, college and pro, that's NBA and college only for $777. You get it? Seven seven for Scott. Seven, seven, seven for the whole, you know, again, we're going to June with the NBA. Plus, who's done well? You know about McKenzie, Hot in a uh, two year run in the NBA that's unmatched. Unmatched, real. I'm not sure Maybe ever. Pub- I'm not sure there's a public cap or that the first two years being documented that good. Um he also just said you know I'm going to play some college basketball and was like six. what was your college basketball record 13 and 7 just you know you messed around and got a triple double <laughs> <laughs> all right now Steve Fezzik, though up 24 units just in the nba and that was like a crazy well, like a 65 what was your win percentage yeah it was like 60% i mean it was it was Back-to-back selective years. it was selective oh so two all right that's excellent so we got mckenzie we got Fezzik. steven over up over 20 units good fella once again, somehow, up 50 units. Fez, he's your nemesis because you, you're, you're squeezing the pen really hard. Andre Gomes <laughs> from Portugal. He, he's on boats in Portugal, sometimes taking pictures. 50 units in college basketball. He won 50 in baseball this year, too. 50 I mean, plus. Andre Gomes is damn good. And Griffin Warner, up 36 units in college basketball. All right. The coupon code is LUCKY, L U C K Y, and it gets you down to 777. The normal price is 875. So I don't know how to do the math. I think that's about 100 bucks, $2 less. So I think 98. Bingo. Just did it real quick. That man. was, it was each step. Strong. Thank you. Coupon code LUCKY. If you, here's the thing if you're going to buy the basketball, you will never have a time that you have a better deal. That's what we guarantee at pregame.com. You can't, if you buy early, you never suffer. You never. And if somehow, some way, by a confluence of events, you think a deal is better in the future, you email in. And if it's objectively better, you get that difference made up. It never it happens like once a year. We might forget we offered something three months. But in general, you have a guarantee. The earlier you buy, the better the deal. So that means it's time to buy basketball. If you want to buy basketball, and with McKenzie... I'm telling you, you know I'm hard on him. This guy has, has grown into an elite NBA handicapper. I might just take up NBA handicapping to try to match him. <laughs> I think I could, but probably not. That's the whole thing. You think you can? Boy, that would be sad if I could. Hmm. Do you think I could?
4: God no. He's got like 600. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna. Yeah. Sam- 600 sample size.
2: It's good. It's it's damn good. It's better than RJ doesn't sit right with me. You
4: can't me. just go by percentages. It doesn't you gotta sit go right with you got to go by units, me. man. All man.
2: right. So we got the Scott choices we talked about in the 77 for the rest of baseball. we got all the college basketball and NBA combined for 777. It's lucky is the coupon code. You go to pregame.com, hit buy picks, and go. And by the way, this is a really good pod. Fez was energized. Thank God. Enjoy. and we got a full house. Even more than a full house because little McKenzie's growing up. He's doing so well in the NFL. And we'll tell you about it. He's getting to make three picks. I don't know, Fez. Looking at the records, there's a chance you're going to three next week and McKenzie's going to (laughs) <laughs> nah.
4: i think it went three and two last no
2: week. no 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 it's good but let's talk records because this is pretty crazy then we'll get to Mackenzie. by the way to my right at four th- four o'clock on the clock is that right ish that's like when you're supposed to show up at a certain time it's like
0: <laughs> ish it's <laughs> only that only works
2: for you <laughs> twenty nine and one 29 and 1. That's amazing. 20. <sighs> 9 and 1. Uh, what was your record last year? It was... Oh, here he is. The eight-second answer I for know. any question. What's your first name?
0: AJ. Okay. Well, it's Arthur. Not, it's not your first Blue, name.
4: Blue. No, green. <laughs>
0: uh, it was 58-34 and 1 last year. You think wow. you can remember that? I've got it written down. I just did, I when you don't know to, why I wasn't prepared for that. When you used
2: to smoke marijuana... Uh,
0: there was a time.
2: Did you ever, like, like uh, dip it in fermata, I think No. Okay, because that seems like maybe you did. No. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> I know people used to do that. Uh, yeah. They had trouble finding their way home, and they were two blocks from their house. I yeah. don't know.
4: So you you getting out of your car. It was like Jeff Spicoli getting out of a van tonight. Did <laughs> <The> smoke, <laughs> smoke come
2: pouring out? <laughs> uh, he's got to try to relax. He's 29 <clears throat> and 1, and last year he was something. Oh, 38 and what? 58, 34, and 1. It's pretty good. Okay, so let's get started. We got McKenzie doing three picks. And remember, five-weight, four-weight, three-weight. And then the two and the one can be derivatives, totals, or whatever, because we don't want to fixate on sides because it's hard to get five sides. By the way, Fez, I heard that this is the most games ever in a week in the Wong teaser range. Really? I think there's like 10 of them or something. Now, I see um, Raven, you know, some are up to three, so I don't know. Yeah,
4: some are like quasi-qualifiers, mm-hmm. like Atlanta, Tampa, when it's like 2.65. Like, I, I'm, I'm once it goes above 2.5, I take it out of the long teaser. All
2: right. Now, I think you know how much we respect Fez. I mean, he leads the, the pot off every week. Well, we'll see. Because AJ's coming up saying, you know, he, he goes, Am I gonna go first this week? Am I gonna go? <laughs> um and again, you won two super contests. You've won over a million dollars in prizes in contests, but somehow you're 0-6 on your bet on your five
4: weight. Is that really true? Yeah. What's my overall record?
2: 13, 14, and three. Ugh. So you're doing better. It goes to show you the top weight. You know, now that year
4: we had that year where I went twelve and one. I know. That's what that. I'm
2: saying. Yeah. And no, no, listen, no one has any doubt how good listen, you've won like nine out of ten years, double documented. No one's doubting it, but it is true. Eight out of ten. It's eight out. Okay, eight. that's pretty damn good. Eighty percent is pretty damn good. Um, just think you can't win a gambling. Well, follow this one guy, and in the next decade, you're gonna have eight caches, and and the and when you add up the net, the, the net win, it's gigantic over the ten years.
4: Yeah, one thing I'm doing now, and I think you're aware, is like I always put in the three books that have my number, and mm-hmm. oftentimes they'll say, hey, by the way, this book has it five cents better, you know. So I'm 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 telling people where to go, you know, to to get the best number.
2: I mean, the way that Pregame.com does it with the odds is simple. We say that if you have three out yourself you will have, in the long run, a better number than we're grading it at. In the, not in any individual game, but in the long run. You're going to have more games that you had a better number than the grade than you had a worse number than the grade if you have three outs. Yeah. And if you don't have three outs, that's fine. It's just you're not taking winning as seriously as you need to. All right, Fez, you got to break the schneid here. All right. Wait, so you're doing your best bet now? My best All right, hold bet. hold on a second. Oh
0: <laughs> it's my best bet too though.
2: Oh no 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 <laughs> Go ahead
4: AJ there's there it's is a double
2: best bet a triple because
4: there it's is McKinsey's no, as well. There is no AJ in T E A M. I am I am on the Rams minus three. I don't get this line. I don't understand it. RJ, you are the steeler um expert, but um, So
2: what we're saying is this is a quadruple like because I've got a three on it.
4: I don't think I'm Excessively high on the Rams. I got the Rams rated half a point better than an average team. Mm-hmm. All right. I think, if anything, I'm a little low on the Rams compared to some other people with Cooper Cup back. Um, and the Steelers, I have. I know. Let's,
2: let's talk about that. Is if you are doing power ratings based upon the results of the games or based upon the stats, having a player out that's now back in is something that you would say, okay, I got to give it a little uptick. Because he, they got these other stats without this guy, right? Yes. So Cooper comes back; he's playing well, and they played pretty well without him. So I agree with you there. Continue. Yeah.
4: So year to date, the Rams have a slightly worse than average defense, and they clearly have a better than average offense. They're getting five point six yards per play. They're giving up five point two. This is a team. Where's their defense at? A little worse than average. Eighteenth DVOA. Okay. Yeah. So this is a team that's a little bit better than average. Are they half a point better? One point better? I don't know. It's right in that in mm-hmm. in that range. The Steelers are nowhere close to an average team. I have them minus three. Now I know they're three and two. They've had some minus mar- three. Where's that at? That's my rating. Minus I know, but
2: what I'm saying is, where's that rank one to thirty two?
4: Oh, thank you. Uh one second. They are twenty fourth. Nah, that's wrong.
2: So well, so so give me the team of twenty three and twenty five.
4: Atlanta twenty three, Washington twenty five.
2: If you say Washington Pittsburgh on a neutral is pick them, you're crazy. I would make it pick them. I know, I know. You looked down yeah. at your numbers and repeated it again. But why? Well,
4: why Pittsburgh? Low because I mean their numbers, their metrics. I'm sure you if you can pull up any of the ones that you have, they're just they they their offense is terrible.
2: Well, let's look at let's look at a few numbers. All right, so we got the line of scrimmage GPA, which we love this stat, and if we look at the net, all right? So offense and defense combined, mm-hmm. Pittsburgh is 27th. 27. I got them overrated. I got them 24th. Oh uh, no. Now, if we look at our five-metric average, which is Kevin Cole, DVOA, PFF Noise Cancelled, the pregame EPA, and NEFLO, we got Pittsburgh at 26. Finally, let's look at series success rate. Set it downs. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh comes in at 32. 32. They have the 32nd-ranked—this is amazing. They have the 32nd-ranked defense or offense— and the eighth defense, but it still has them at 32 because they're so bad on offense. They're, like, so, I mean, that is crazy. Like, so number 31 on offense, let me look at this, is minus 8.5 percentage points worse than an average team. Mm-hmm. Steelers are 11.5. That's big. Continue.
4: Yeah, so I've got these teams 3.5 points apart, playing on a neutral. Rams minus 3.5 now I get that there's going to no, be it's three. I, I understand, and and this line's only three. And you know what? I get the fact that the Steelers have lots of fans in LA, and they travel mm-hmm. well. But they still got to get on a plane to go to LA and fly across the country. You can't give the Steelers. Well, they're off a buy. You keep they're off a buy, but you can't give the Steelers home field advantage when the game's in LA. So if it's three and a half on a neutral, you got to make at least four for the Rams. And I'm laying three. It's a slam dunk. It's my best bet.
2: All right, A.J., you got a five-weight uh, five also.
0: Yeah, Fez, Fez mentioned a lot of what, I, what oh. I'm going to uh, reiterate here. But, we well, t- you don't need
2: to reiterate To, to, to t- the point t- of the yeah.
0: offense, Kenny Pickett, 32nd in QBR. Bryce Young, the only quarterback worse than him.
2: All right, so listen, and- we, I'm going to let you finish, but at some point we got to address the elephant in the room, which is Pittsburgh, for about four years, has won a lot of games that the underlying stats say they shouldn't have won we can't ignore. If anyone is going to say I'm ignoring Tomlin and that effect, that's foolish. Now you might say it's not big enough here, but we got to address it. That's what
0: I would say. Like I, I'm, I'm a big believer in Tomlin. When everybody says you can't win here, as an
2: underdog, especially. Yeah,
0: but I think three is like the cutoff where, it, like, when it's well, more than. that? I don't know because it feels like it's almost a. But
2: what's the number say?
0: Uh, I I don't know exactly. McKenzie, uh, look that up. But I I believe. This is one of those games where coming off the Ravens game is their last. I know they had a bye, but after the Ravens game, it feels like oh that's boy, the kind we of are,
2: we are in narrative. I mean, you're going to say they're down because of the because they I think they're playing Ra- a
0: three and three NFC team is what they're doing.
2: But if they lo- I mean, they're trying to win the division. Right. I mean, no. One, first off, no one is flat off a bye. OK, that's just I mean, they might not play well, but their energy is there. Right, because I mean, they. T- uh, have you, I mean, Fez, That's pretty much a given. Right? Yeah, I
4: usually upgrade every team half a point for when they come off the bye, but, and, but and what, I did that for Pittsburgh as well. I what did, I'm saying I is bring the two them up big a half.
2: phenomenons with a bye is teams get healthy, right? That's Which, the number one, and there is focus because you've had a week. You had a week off, so I think I think we should focus on. Sometimes these handicaps are simple. Is we think the Rams are a clearly better team by more than a little bit. And they're only laying three at home. That's it. It's a pick.
3: The bye was my only hesitation because everyone's on this game except for me. Mm -hmm. And the only reason why I'm not on the Rams is because I have that hesitation of the Steelers coming off of the bye. Last year, the Steelers averaged 15 points per game before the bye. 20.9 points per game after the bye and Kenny Pickett on extended rest in his career 4-0 both straight up and against the spread covering by 7.3 points per game something about the bye week and Tomlin just kept me not enough to put me on the Steelers in this game but to keep me off of it
2: so Tomlin with a uh, with a bye give me those numbers one more time you said Tom—I mean, I'm talking— No, Kenny to Pickett.
3: Kenny Pickett oh. uh, on extended rest. Four games. Four and zero oh, oh. straight up and against the spread, covering by 7.3 points per game.
2: So what's the rationale?
3: Maybe Just extra maybe, time? The, well,
2: I, I, no, I understand mm-hmm. that. I, but what's the rationale why he's going to perform better with extra time? Maybe because he's a slow learner, and when he has time to— like, really, like, double and triple go or over stuff? Or the game
3: plan is just that much better,
2: with and more preparation well, Not time. with that. not with Matt Canada.
3: Well, that's what I was saying. Last year, they averaged 15 points per game before the bye and 20.9 points per game after the bye. So they made an adjustment during the extra time off that maybe they'll do the same this season. It's, mm-hmm. it's got to mean something.
4: It's he just no, it's not
2: not but he could. It yeah, yeah. could,
4: I think. Come mm-hmm. well, on, I think maybe any one individual how do you approach the bye? Do you go to Cabo and do you drink for 3 days and party or do you like, you know, keep grinding away? I mean, I, I think it varies player by player.
0: What what's our our luck stuff say that the the Steelers should be? Like how how many games lucky are they? Cuz it feels like they could easily be 0 and 5. One game lucky. They should be 2 and 3.
2: So three and two becomes two and three. Huh. That's interesting.
0: All three of their wins were like coin toss wins. Their two losses were very well.
2: First off, we have the exact math on it. So the the three wins couldn't be coin tosses, or it'd be one and a half game.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, that's why I was asking
2: for the numbers. Yeah. But we yeah. So, um, I mean, first off, the 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 Raider game wasn't a coin toss. I mean, Uh, okay, I, I was there. I mean, it, it was... You would know, yes. Yeah, I mean, I mean, what I'm saying is it was like they could have lost, but they, they had control of that game, uh, certainly in the second half, right?
0: Mentioning the, the Raiders game, do you remember what the line was in that game? Yeah, the
2: uh, Raiders are two and a half.
0: Okay, I saw it Raiders three uh, is what I saw the, the close as. But I, either way, there's... <laughs> okay, so good. That's what this number is. You're telling me the Rams and the Raiders are the same? Like I, I don't think the Raiders are even close to the Rams and we're well, laying no. three at home.
2: It's funny because the Raiders got a ton of money on Monday night, um, against uh what was it, against Green Bay, right? Yep. So there's some, there's people betting the Raiders. The, the why is the Sharks are betting the Raiders. in but I think AJ's. Spots.
4: I I I agree with the RJ. But I think AJ brings up a very great comp here. Mm-hmm. That in many ways these are these are eerily similar games, right? Because Pittsburgh's going to have the had the crowd in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Yet they were still two and a half to three point dog. And they're going to have the crowd in LA. And they're only a three point dog. But but the Rams are, are they're clearly better than the Raiders well, under any point. During a couple things.
2: If I and I don't remember and I'm looking now, Pittsburgh before the Raider game had that war against the okay, so they played on Monday night against the Browns. So they were on yep. a short week and then they were going out west. I mean, it was a bad travel spot. That's a good point. Now I mean, they're off of a
4: bye, so yeah, it's a good spot.
2: But 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 I agree with the comp in general. I mean, I'm on this, right? But let's admit something. You gotta to give Tomlin um <laughs> props. I mean, he has won. This is it's a good role. Yeah, and well, I'm just saying that they win games or not. Ever since the Rudolph year, they've been. You know, he hasn't. He hasn't had a good team since Big Ben got
4: hurt. They seem to do exceptionally well circling the wagons though when when they're off of a loss, right?
2: Yeah. If they
4: would have lost their last game, I would have been more reluctant to back the Rams.
2: All right, so let's look at a few numbers here. So Tomlin uh, addressing AJ's point. When the line is less than th- three or less, but they're a dog and they're away, and I'm not sure why away matters. But let's look at let's look at this first: eighteen and ten against the spread, up two point three points. Very good. Uh, that's good. Now let's look at at home. Just do home by itself now. Well, I guess. Well, now we're gonna have to yeah do home by itself, please. And home the same spot seven and three. So, I mean. You know let let's set aside that three is is the but again, let's look at the exact same thing with them favored by two and a half or less, yeah, like we think the favor or the dog means something, and it does psychologically, I think, to the team sometimes, but it's a spectrum, right, and plus who knows is it pick 'em is it even is it plus a hundred? Mm-hmm. I don't even know when it goes to that zero <laughs> all right so so less than three as a favor. And the site. Okay. So, wow. So with Tomlin, well, I guess there's not that many games. Uh, He's 12 and 13 at home and 14 and 12 away. So you add it up. It's 26 and 25. That's
4: in what role again?
2: Uh, This is a small, small favor of less than three. Okay. So it does seem like as he, he moves away from being a dog, it's a little less good. I know as a favorite, he's not good. So Tomlin's in a good spot. They're off a of buy. What is Tomlin off a of buy? Do we have that? Uh, Tomlin's 25,
3: 12, and 1 straight up on extended prep. So 12 or more days.
2: Yeah, I don't. Well, That's hmm. straight up numbers, though. So go 12 or more. Mackenzie's got more than 12, and he's got uh, 9 and 10 against the spread. Yeah, I, I, straight up never interests me. All right. So no, 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 I'm saying, yeah, greater than or equal. Okay. So he's ten and eleven off a true buy. Okay. So that doesn't scare me.
4: Yeah, doesn't it? I like mean, that.
2: Yeah. Um, here's the thing. If there wasn't a reason, if you just had these underlying stats and it wasn't the Steelers and it wasn't Tomlin, this line might be four and a half or five. Sure. There's gonna be something that scares you, or people would be betting this and it'd be up already, it'd be past three already. Right. So to me, we got to accept the fact hey, there's a good reason to trust Tomlin, but maybe not here. Because whenever Tomlin has a lead, like with wins or in a game, they, he tends to, it's so funny. He, he's considered a Hall of Fame coach now. Big Ben is what? The 10th best quarterback to ever play the game, maybe? The 12th? Well, he certainly was Top what? Top 20. Well, he's more than top 20. He was third or fourth Mm. in this era with Peyton Manning, Brady, Breeze, Rodgers. Okay, so I I consider him at that point would be fifth there. So he's the fifth best quarterback during the... the During the passing era. ...the century. And between 2010 and Big Ben blowing out his arm, they didn't go to one Super Bowl. And they had like a top five team like almost every year. So that wasn't good. His game management's horrible, but somehow he can motivate like a mother. Yeah. But I don't think mo- motivation is the important thing when
4: they're three and two. They're in first place. So I agree. I would. Yeah. I, if they were two and three, I'd be much more worried.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. The but three wins, they're plus seven in turnovers, and that like it's, that's why I said it's just felt like lucky that they're they're three and two because. So he's been lucky the last four years. No, I'm saying but this. What I'm
2: saying, what I'm saying is, he's, they've done this for
0: four years. No, yeah, there's no doubt. But this, I mean, you agree, this is the worst offense no, they've.
2: Oh, the worst? Maybe.
0: Besides the Mason Rudolph. Well, maybe, but I'm saying maybe the, even worse than that.
2: I'm saying. Well, no. I'm saying, well, who knows? I'm saying the wins are no more lucky than they've been for the last four years. I agree with that.
4: So, it's, I, I think so you're on. At
2: what point are we thinking it's something with Tom?
4: I, th- I, th- I think know. you're on to something. Well, why is this spread three? I think it's a great question. You know, why isn't it five? And I think that people are looking at A.J.'s comp and saying, oh, you know, Steelers just came out west. They played at the Raiders and they got it done. And now they're they're, now they're playing at the Rams. We're going to have the crowd again.
0: I, I think the other thing is the, the way to beat the Steelers defense is to run on them. We've seen that they're very gettable against the run. And the Rams running back, Kyron Williams, who's been a big part of their offense this season, isn't going to play. You know, I think they're mm-hmm. vulnerable. And they're, like, they're, to... j- they're bringing in guys off the street. Daryl Henderson, who like, had to find his pads to come uh, play for the team. So they've got no idea what they're going to do at running back this week.
4: I think the Steelers are vulnerable in the secondary also. It's just, can, can you block T.J. Watt and company?
0: Well, and when know? you've got three weapons, you know, between Cup, Nakua, and Atwell, who have all shown to be dangerous, it makes it more
5: difficult. Yeah, that, That's where I ended up on the Rams.
2: Mackenzie, you have a best bet and yet yet to speak on it.
5: Yes, and you guys have laid it out. If you just look at the numbers, and that's kind of what I do, handicapping the NFL, it's not close. Our five-metric power rating has it has a five-and-a-half point difference, Rams 1.7, Steelers minus 3.8. So the question becomes, if the Steelers are going to do weird things and win this game, is this set up for that? And I don't think it is because of Matthew Stafford. You look at the quarterbacks, they beat Deshaun Watson when he was playing as bad as ever. Lamar Jackson with the new offense, like, they kind of – waited for them to beat themselves. I don't think the McVay and Stafford Rams do that here. I think they play a very, very clean game, and I think they win win easily.
2: Now, this brings up really the question of the week, I think, which is how much do we look at priors and how much do we look at this season? So priors is what your assumptions were coming into the season. So, for example, in the summer you could have bet this game, Fez, Pittsburgh was lane one.
4: Yeah, and I, I I know because I bet Pittsburgh at pick <laughs> I was like, I got a good line. It's already at minus one. So uh, I've got a nice portfolio. I got Pittsburgh at pick, and I got uh, the Rams minus three. What could
5: possibly go wrong?
2: Don't they call that a Polish medal?
5: They do. <laughs>
2: <laughs>
5: well, one last thing. Also, oh, we were talking go, about go teams ahead. off a of buy. Uh, we've talked about this before, but road favorites off a of buy, if you go all the way back in the database, 60% ATS, Makes a lot of sense to me. It's a business trip. You take care of business. You get that that rest really helps you. As a road dog, it's 50-50. It's 49% ATS. So I like the spot here. I don't think the the buy really makes the Steelers. I mean, they can't just say, like, let's go win. Let's go do everything we need to do and win. They're already in a spot where they have to kind of have things fall their way.
2: Okay, Fez, back to what we were talking about. (laughs) Old Mackenzie, he's a trip, man. I gotta always have his song ready when he does, you know. <laughs> but I tell you, the fucker, oh well, there's my one. The mother <laughs> effort's winning like a champ. Hmm. Um, how much have you upgraded the Rams? How much a lot of sharps will say more priors, less this season. That is like all whatever week it is, mm. they're gonna be more priors than most people.
0: When you agree that the Rams like taking their priors from last year, especially? Or it's well, very priors difficult. Priors
2: are do. not. Priors are not looking at the stats from last year. Priors are whatever approach you're using. You come in with an assumption about a team. Okay. I,
4: I got to be honest. I was wrong about the Rams. I've, I've upgraded them three and a half points. But a big part of that is that I had them. I was wrong on the Rams. I had them mm-hmm. too low. You told me, Fez, be careful. Rams going to be. Would you do with Pittsburgh though? So, Pittsburgh, I'm sure I had them as an average team to start the year. No, I had them one point better than average. Remember all that money mm-hmm, that came mm-hmm, the preseason? They yeah. Remember they crushed it in the preseason? Bill
2: Simmons said that they were going to have the best record in the AFC. And the
4: season win number went up to nine. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm one point better. I've lowered them four points. Okay. So,
2: what we're saying is net-net, there's been like a seven, seven-and-a-half point change between the two teams? Yes. And the, from that, the that, summer that, line till now is only three or four points. That,
4: yeah. It, it would be Rams minus six. Based upon the power rating, that's strong. Mm-hmm. What week is that cutoff
3: when you See, stop looking at the priors and just evaluate on what you've seen? Week seven teams.
2: Yeah, people vary. I mean, there's people literally that says one season isn't enough. Mm-hmm. That at the end of the season, you still don't know who's the best. Like you got to look at the priors. But I do think there's one thing about the Rams that make this diff makes it different. The priors were conjecture; they were more guests than usual, right? You look at Kansas City; you can say. Well, like last year, Kansas City's prior from the year before, without Tyreek, there's a lot of question marks, right? But this year, you pr- pretty much knew they were returning the same team pretty much, right?
4: Malinsky used to talk about that, yeah. how, his confidence level. You mm-hmm. want to talk about that?
2: No, go ahead. But, but he would talk about that on any power rating. But I think specifically y- year to year, there can be a lot of uncertainty. Well, right. Oh sorry. I was just, that's what I was asking
0: you earlier. Like the, the Rams didn't have Matt Stafford last year. They Aaron Donald missed half the season. Like the, the Cooper but, Cup was gone. It wasn't even But they look at it from a,
2: yeah, but they look at it from a roster I mean, they look at it from a roster perspective. They say here's the players, here's how good they are. They're not looking at it from oh last year they were 8 and eight, or 4 and 12 or whatever.
4: Sometimes they do. You know? So by example, my Rams power rating was a minus 3, but my confidence level was like a D, A to F, all right? I really wasn't confident. I, they could be terrible. Or same with Tampa Bay coming into the year. There are certain teams where there's there's changes and you just don't know how that team's going to be. Whereas when the Bills started the season, I'm like, I'm pretty damn confident that I've got the Bills rated close to where they should be.
3: I guess the question is, does the lack of confidence that you had in the Rams preseason, and not just you, Fez, like anybody, mm-hmm. whether it's trading away Ramsey, not knowing you know why McVay came back. Uh, not knowing uh, if Stanford, Stanford was going to last, gonna, last yeah. the season. Brand new defense. This, exactly. Does that change just because of a couple of wins here now? This season,
2: well, it, it, or
3: are they still the team that you're?
2: I think the wins take on more importance because mm-hmm. what they're trumping isn't a solid.
4: Because there's the the feeling of it, maybe this is going to be a throwaway year, and the Rams are already by October we're going to be like looking towards the future. And now it's clear the Rams are looking towards the playoffs.
3: But the wins were against at this point the Cardinals, the Colts, and the Seahawks, who they you know, oh, owns.
4: They won thirty to thirteen against a, a, a team that's going to be in the playoffs in Seattle. Week I mean, one. I mean, who were the
0: losses against the Niners, Eagles, and at Cincinnati? So, like, sure. it's. Not, I mean, the Rams are a, a, about an average team, and you have them what a point well, a, I a think half they're above. Be- a, they're
4: better than the, an average. They're I a nine-seven and one team. But you they're have them quite, what a half yeah. a point above average? I've got them. Yeah, half only, only, half a point.
0: Yeah, they haven't lost to a team that they should. They shouldn't have lost to.
2: Well, some some power ratings have. They played that,
4: better than a, that. Some
2: have them tenth. Ninth. I don't think that's crazy.
4: Yeah, okay. If you just look at their stats, they should be 10th. All
2: right, so let's quickly recap. All right, if you look at the Rams just on this season and Pittsburgh just on this season, and we let's look at the five-metric projection, we got the Rams, they should be favored by nine. Whoa. Now, obviously, something let Let's from, tease them to three! <laughs> <laughs> something something <laughs> about the prior season still matters— but I do think this is something I haven't heard discussed much or at all, is your certainty or lack thereof about a team's prior should somewhat influence how long you hold on to it. Sure. Cincinnati, when we get to that game, will be very interesting in that regard because the prior was a top-four team, top-three team. They haven't played like that. The defense mm-hmm. hasn't played like that. They're on bye this week, so we won't Oh, okay. Best. <laughs> there you go. If only Mackenzie would put the buys on here. I did. Where I'm looking in at the, the week
5: th- seven line progression, I was out. What happy about the, the week seven out. five metric projection? Well, I, there's only the games on there, so there's no bias. <laughs> <buy teams. laughs> <laughs> All right, but you got it on one. That's good. All right.
4: So I think this is a record. Three of us have a best bet on the Rams. Yeah,
2: and and and, and then the I, our best bet. Yeah, yeah, I got a three weight on it, and uh, Scott said I'm passing. All right. Now, next up, my best bet. You know what I'm going to do? Because Faz I want you to see when AJ takes your spot. It's about merit. I'm gonna defer and let AJ go first, and I'll go third in the or second.
0: I just did my best bet though. Oh because I I had the same one as Fez. Oh, good call.
2: I wanted to seem like I was being cool, but it was a very generous offer. Yes, thank you. Okay. So my best bet. (laughs) I'm next. The Green Bay Packers. Ooh. That's a surprise. In fact, you guys recorded a few of the games you didn't think or I told you some of the games I didn't have a pick on. So you guys could do a little pre-recording, and you said, "No way, RJ's picking his Green Bay game. You're 0 for two picking my picks." Fez. Last week you said, "No way, he's gonna be on Miami." That was one of our winners in our three and two week in the Super Contest. That's,
4: that's true. Wasn't as good as McKenzie, but hey, we're trying. Down 14 to nothing. How are you feeling? Do you see that?
2: Luckily, I didn't observe that. <laughs>
4: so <laughs> scored them
2: 35-0. <laughs> I mean, but Miami
4: is one of the few teams you aren't
2: that worried.
4: They, they, they were up seven by half.
2: All right. So there's two different systems. This is a pure systems play. And it's also a, a statement about Denver's offense. So first, one systems play is about a team that has a buy. And it doesn't matter if it's this week or not, meaning the Green Bay's off a bye. But it could have been two weeks ago, three weeks ago. And they play a team that has yet to have their bye. Right? So Denver hasn't had a bye. Green Bay has. And there's other tighteners, but it gets to, like, a a shockingly good record.
4: So a team that has uh, less wear and tear on them. Yeah. The theory is— Reinvigorate
2: The theory is an early bye hurts you come week 16 or 17— but it helps you come week 6 or 7 especially
4: against somebody who hasn't had a week off.
2: Yeah, and you look at a team like, you know, Interesting. the the Rams, you know, you you would think well, mm-hmm. the Rams haven't had a bye and Pittsburgh has. Yeah, well there's other factors, but that's the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. And then the second one is is how much how big is next week's game meaning relative to what next week's projected line is is there any sense of a look ahead? And there's a strong system with that, and that also favors Green Bay. So next week they've got an easier game, and Denver has a really tough game. So you add those two up, and it's rare for I mean, these are like sixty four percent over like a lot of games, one, and the other one is like like thirty and seven kind of thing. So it's a double system play. But I also think there's a third element to it. Which And by the way, a system is league-wide. A trend is team-specific. I don't hardly ever do any – I only do coaching trends usually because I trust, you know, like a McVay versus whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll do a quarterback trend like Brady or whatever. I just like more years. Um, But the nice thing about a system is you got 32 teams that can apply uh, in any given week. Denver right now, if you look at the way they are – power rated, it seems like that you look at the stats and you say their offense is about, oh, I don't know, average. Because they've been really good efficiency-wise. What do you got on the uh, DVOA? DVOA. Yeah. And we'll compare that. And then I'm going to look at just the um, series success rate. So what do we have here? We've got four Denver. We've got them 15th series success rate. Which, uh, to repeat, is how many times you get a first down when you have a new set of downs?
0: Mm-hmm. 17th, DVOA. Right. Middle
2: of the road. I don't think they are. And I think mm-hmm. specifically, let's look at the teams they played. Maybe throw the schedule up. We, what we know is they played the Bears. I got it right here. And at the time, one of the worst teams, mm. or you know, one of the worst defenses in the league. They probably still are, but they certainly were at the time. Washington looks like their defense is like as at the time we didn't think so but their defense is bad right and Miami uh, Miami doesn't have a great
0: defense but they did play Jets and Chiefs in their last two games and those are two strong defenses
2: and and how's the point output been
0: uh 21 and 8
2: yeah so in a weird way that's two of their five games or i guess six games right because they don't have a um but maybe these are more telling. Right. And let's not go too crazy with Kansas City's defense. Right. They've done well so far, but it's back from the priors versus the season. We don't know.
4: Interesting. The Kansas City sandwich here. Um, is this correct? They play Kansas City next week and they played them last week. Uh, is that right? We're yeah. talking
2: Denver? Yeah. yeah but does Denver, I guess it's still, I guess they've never beaten Kansas City for what? Like Super Bowl champion? Never you know? beaten Mahomes. I mean, yeah.
4: they, they got the yeah. Super Bowl champion before and after this Yeah, league. that's a good I point, I mean, that too. can't be good.
2: And and here's the thing. When Green, we talked about the Raiders. Well, Green Bay went into the Raiders and it was, what was it? It was Pick'em or so, right? In that game?
3: It flipped. It was, uh, Green Bay was actually favorite. Minus favored. one. And then, yeah. And then it got hammered Raiders. on. Them. Yeah.
2: Okay, now Green Bay's lost a little bit of shine since then, but how much? Because now Denver—what is Denver and Raiders right now on a neutral?
4: Well, it's because the Raiders are starting, you know, scrum No, no,
2: but what I'm saying is Raiders with a healthy quarterback—
4: Raiders are, like, good two-and-a-half points better than Denver.
2: Yeah, so, yeah. so my question is why—and uh, it looks like that game closed Raiders minus one against the Packers. Yeah, so is that right, McKenzie? Yeah. yeah, one and a half two. Yeah. Uh one, one and a half two Yeah, yeah, own. yeah, yeah. So I guess my point would be it feels like this is cheap because I think Denver could be the worst team in the league, right? And you're against a Raiders team that looks to be what, 20th, maybe? Mm-hmm. And it, it seems like there's the same line. I, I got Green Bay a good three points better. Than than Denver. Okay. So the I mean, so that means power rating. And wise, I probably have
4: Denver too high.
0: I asked this question when we did our uh, our now never to be heard pre recording on this game. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm curious your thoughts if the Packers never come if they don't finish that comeback against the Saints. They won eighteen seventeen. Let's say they lose seventeen to fifteen. Now they've lost four in a row. They're one and four. Their only win is against the Bears. Are the Packers laying points on the road?
2: I you know I've never seen people that can dismiss games like they're only if somehow they didn't win this game and then the Bears are no good and then the one is Omaha or um
0: I mean the Bears or the Broncos uh, only win two that's what I mean
2: well the question is well I guess what I'm saying is I don't believe the market would be much different because the stats would be the, the same. stats would be the same. Back ten years ago or fifteen years ago, I think those kind of things meant a lot more, and and that was the classic way I handicapped. It was like, oh, that game could have went both. You know, I
4: do think along the lines of what you where you're going, AJ. If um, Fields doesn't hand the ball off to Herbert and just takes the the bootleg for the first down, and so Denver loses to Chicago. And now Denver's all cut. Uh, now Denver's zero six. Yeah, and now Green Bay is you know clearly laying three in this game. Exactly. Clearly.
2: And that's why, because it can keep spiraling yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. I don't do that. I well, just let's, say let's
3: just, let's just talk about the facts. Denver's defense is historically bad. Like, they are the, allowing opponents' completion percentage at 76.4%. That's the highest through the first six games in the Super Bowl era. And they're allowing 5.6 yards per rush. That's the second most in the Super Bowl era. They're allowing 6.7 yards per play. That's the most in the league and 53.1% of the opponent's offensive drives are ending in scores. That's the highest in the NFL. And
4: sometimes we say, oh, a team's ranked worst in the league. But that's one thing. It's another thing to like be like, head and shoulders worse than everybody else because they're giving up 6.7 yards per play. Everybody else in the NFL, the second worst team's giving up 6.1. So they're almost like further like like the average is like 5.3. So they're they're almost it's almost like distance from the average to the second worst team is almost the same as the distance between the second worst team and Denver.
2: Good point. And we've got a young quarterback or an inexperienced quarterback with a bye. Mm-hmm. That's helpful. Now, um Denver had the 10 days cause of the uh Thursday game, but still usually that's an advantage in this case. They have less rest, right? There's a rest disadvantage. I I personally think Green Bay is going to really benefit from the buy.
4: The Bluebirds might come out big time in Denver. Remember when yeah. they're counting down last year? Yeah, five, five, four yeah, yeah, with the play yeah, clock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of a sudden, um, I think the crowd's going to turn on this Denver team.
2: I mean, I've got the end this handicap. I got the cat uh, the Packers in a series success at twenty second, and I've got the Broncos at twenty eighth. Home field, uh, you know, I especially with a team off a of bye, you know, what is it? One and a half. One and a half, maybe
4: two because maybe because it's altitude. Then remember altitude? Denver's great in altitudes weeks one and two. Yeah. And they lost both those games to start yeah. the year in their best possible spot in their in their home altitude.
2: And in general, when you're a road favorite off a of bye, sixty percent since 1989. I like this eighty nine. This was almost a pick. Yeah. Okay. Any closing thoughts? Let's ride. Let's ride. <laughs> Next and plus I, there is one last thing. That, the, the, you talked about the Birds. Who knows what's going on in that locker room? I mean, are they gonna? I mean, I'm hearing talking about Russell Wilson getting benched,
4: and it's like to keep him from getting injured because yeah. of the you know the the, the 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 circumstances regarding his contract and what what they're gonna have to eat. Yes. Yeah. So
2: it does. It feels like Green Bay still believes that they can. Have you know be in the a wild card? I don't think Denver believes that. So I, I I just think in general we're gonna have more focus off the buy, especially. And like you said, Kansas City sandwich. Okay, let's see here. We had our five already, five and five. So no one has a five. Oh, Scott has his five. Yep. Now you thought <laughs> Fez hasn't won a five. Amazingly, you haven't won a five. But your record. Now think about this. Whoa. Think about this. He's 04 and two. But he's seventeen and eleven overall, not not in other games. Counting that game, mm-hmm. so except for your your um, you're like seventeen and seven. Yeah. Except for your best bets, mm-hmm. so we're gonna skip his best. No. <laughs> <laughs> go.
3: I'm going with the Detroit Lions. I'm taking the three against the Baltimore Ravens. And, and- by
2: the way, that's my four, and it's my four. All right. Well, I'm surprised. I thought
3: I'd be alone with this well, one. I feel good about this now. All right. go uh, ahead. So. Let's look at the summer line in this game. It's the same. Ravens laying three against Detroit.
2: Oh, that's interesting. Hasn't all of our
3: opinions changed on the Detroit Lions? I know there was optimism going into the season, but we joked around on the Monday pod, RJ, if we were doing a college-style AP top 25 where the last game matters. no priors. No priors. Just what you're doing now and the last game matters. So if you're the number one team in the nation, you lose. Obviously, you get bumped down. The Detroit Lions are the number one ranked team in the nation right now. Because mm. both the Eagles and, and it lost and the 49ers lost. I, our opinions have changed so much on the on the Detroit Lions. I don't understand how this line is the same as it was back in the summer. The That's Ravens a great are handicap. also
2: no, I agree. the I agree.
3: Ravens are also now the 14th team to return from London without the bye week. Last week was the first time. That one of those teams was not trailing or tied in the fourth quarter because the Jaguars blew up. So R.J. Just... won with the Jaguars. <laughs> went, so,
2: so let's agree we don't know the effect, mm-hmm. but it can't be good.
3: Thirteen or fourteen says could mean something.
2: And and I also think that so the, the Ravens took that game so
4: seriously they went over on Sunday night. Mm-hmm. You know that's why they got a ton of money. They've been taking everything seriously for a month. So think about this: division rivals. Mm-hmm. They're playing at Cleveland. All right, they're playing at Pittsburgh. And that's a whole
2: different level. They're
4: going to London for a week, and now this is their next game. And I, what I'm saying is because
2: hard, they went over there for the week, it's going to be more draining than it would have been. Let's just say this. It might be nothing, mm-hmm. but it could be something that's our advantage.
3: And then what? how impressed are we with the Ravens last week? Six field goals, so they couldn't do much against – The Tennessee Titans defense—they had to rely on Justin Tucker for that game. Win and cover. You win and cover. Six field goals is a lot of. That's a lot of failures in the red zone, right? Didn't we we look at our game at the end? Our red zone attempts and then the failures in the red zone.
2: Oh, because they—they went for a field goal. Okay, yeah, yeah. Remember, we
3: in our chart we went through on Monday and we recapped Mm -hmm. the games and all the red zone failures that they had.
2: Yeah, but there's two ways to look at that. Mm -hmm. Getting to the red zone is harder than pushing it in from the red zone. So if you have six times in the red zone, it's actually better than having let's say no times in the red zone but having the same amount of po- mm-hmm. like, If you had the same amount of points, I'd rather be in the red zone a lot and fail than not. Wouldn't you agree, Fat?
4: Yes. Pretty clean final. Baltimore wins the yardage by over 100 yards, but the YPP was the same for both teams. First downs, Baltimore. Three more first downs. Baltimore deserved to win you, by you seven. You were
2: sick, Monday. We've done this already. Yes. Continue. Yep.
4: <laughs> so the, what, the point I'm trying to make is, is that I, I
3: saw them struggle in the red zone last week, and now I have a Detroit Lions defense that ranks third in DVOA. Shout out, AJ. Fourth against the run. Eighth against the pass that's the strength of this team as much as everyone wants to talk about the offense it's averaging oh 29.6 points per game their defense has been elite this season and i don't trust the ravens offense which relies on the run to be able to keep up points with the Detroit lions
2: so this is a win game there's a number of wind games this week 15 to 25 mile per hour wins so the question becomes who does that help I think that the fact that Detroit has a very strong offensive line and a, a good defensive line means that they can travel well and they can play in inclement weather. But Jared Goff, historically, not good in tough weather. This is wind, not cold.
0: Also, all their running backs are hurt. So the the Lions, they, their top three running backs, two didn't practice at all today. One took no
2: contact in practice. Uh so th- is there a website that you follow the running backs? <laughs> I've never, no, it's interesting. You <laughs> All your injuries are always about the running backs.
0: I, I mean, I just, fa- I read the practice reports no, oh, before I we understand. do this
2: thing. I, but, but,
0: so when you said who's like, who's, who's better equipped for inclement weather, I would, I mean, normally I would say the Lions, but the Lions don't have any running backs this week and Jared Goff's playing outside. Oh, I all, would say do we
4: well. know all three are out?
0: No, but There's we know, sense. we know.
4: No, we don't know that all three are I out. would say Baltimore is more the inclement. I mean, I think we might be overreacting to 18 mile an hour winds. You oh, know, it's no, not, it's that's not that's like t- it's, t- it's be tough a to throw. Soon. I mean, yeah. But, yeah. but I do think, I mean, the Lions are a dome team. I mean, like, like, like you, they want perfect conditions. Yeah,
2: yeah. So here's the, the question to me The Rams and Pittsburgh, all right? Rams are clearly better, we think. Ravens, Lions, it's the same line. It's three of home team. Are we really saying that the Ravens are clearly better than the Lions?
4: No, the Lions are clearly better than the Ravens. That's what I'm saying. I mean, I think if you asked 10 experts, you would get 10 of them, at least nine would say, "Don't oh, you know, people are talking about Detroit being the best team in the NFC, getting like the home field advantage. If we looked at
2: just this year's numbers with our five metric, is this line should be Baltimore favored by eight-tenths of a point. So a little less than a point. So this is about priors, but what is our priors on a Lamar Jackson that's been two years hurt half the season with a new offensive coordinator that, quite frankly, it hasn't looked good so far, right? We can yeah. agree the Monkin experiment is still mm-hmm. an experiment. They're,
4: they're, they're reverting back to their old self. You know, it's like, okay, this isn't working. I'll have Lamar run the ball.
2: So, Fez, I have a question about a bet. Mm-hmm. I want to bet the Lions to win the Super Bowl. And there's thirty really? yeah, there's thirteen to one out there. They haven't
4: won a playoff game since nineteen ninety three. But what is that?
2: That's like your famous handicap of saying I'm going under Browns. Browns aren't good usually. <laughs> I mean, I think that the the head coach, you know, biting kneecaps or whatever to start. Dan Campbell has been. A guy that's making them forget where it's almost like Burrow's effect on Cincy. I don't think the Lions are going to feel, if anything, they're going to feel like they're a team of destiny if they can keep rolling.
4: Well, I would have hated the bet last week, but things have changed because the Niners were just so head and shoulders above everyone and they were just styling and cruising to the number Mm -hmm. one seed. Mm -hmm. But now, now the Niners are injured and they have a loss. So now, and I know that the Niners' schedule is harder let me look at the schedule for the Niners and take a look at the projected wins.
2: I think the Lions are favored; should be favored to be the second seed in the NFC. I think they will be over Philly Just because, because the Philly schedule. Oh, are, the schedule is a,
4: a, a gauntlet. So Philly's supposed to win eleven and a half games at this point. At this point, and I think the Lions are right. I, I, McKenzie, think, they're, I think they're they're probably P- ten and a half.
2: Can you pop up PFF's projections?
4: Yeah. They can do an Elo projection. Um, because they're not going to. This good. is key. Mm-hmm. I can't have the Lions the three seed. I can't have them going to Philly. If they're the two seed, I, I absolutely I agree. Did, All right. Say it again. That's
3: what I said on Monday. I said mm-hmm. the only place that you worry about the Lions is if they have to go to Philly in the playoffs. By the Prappy way, crappy weather. Lions. Mm-hmm. Lions win total updated on the season is eleven and a half. On, like to bet it.
4: So it's the same as Philly. They're they're considered to be equal. Is chances, Philly eleven and, so, and a half?
2: Yeah. Okay. So looking at these numbers, uh, PFF says. Hey, Philly's a smidge better projected for the season, right? based on schedule two, obviously. And if you look, Philly has the sixth-hardest schedule m- remaining, and Detroit's 20th. So that's interesting. So they have the same amount of wins now, right? right? One loss yep. each. And one has the 20th schedule, and the other has the sixth. That, that, this is saying Philly is much better than Detroit. Do you
4: believe that right now? No. Yeah. Yeah, but but here's my problem. Mm-hmm. All right, the we're we're getting what to win the Super Bowl 13? thirteen to one. Okay, here's the problem. So let's assume that San Fran does get the one seed and and Detroit makes the final four. Mm-hmm. All right. Now what's the
2: odds that McCaffrey's out for the playoffs? Not from this injury, but just out. One in three. Forty percent. Okay. Yeah. So if, if he's out, is Detro- what's the line San Fran Detroit or what should the line be San Fran minus two thirty. At least. But, no, we talk spreads,
4: right? Right, right, right. Uh, minus five.
2: Minus That's, six.
4: Uh, you're crazy. At home? You're yeah. crazy.
2: Minus six without McCaffrey? No McCaffrey. Should it be seven with McCaffrey?
4: Come right, on. Minus, minus five and a half. I don't even. But remember, this is Detroit getting to the championship game. Well, but, but remember, but this is San Fran being the one seat. So this presupposes San Fran will indeed finish with a better record, which means that more, than, more often than not, their power rating will, will skew higher than it is currently. That's have, a,
2: no, 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 no. You're saying that if that's an interesting question. If if the bet is only there, if if Philly or I'm sorry, San Fran's the number one seed, would their power rating be higher than it is today? Then
4: yes, really. Yeah, because their schedule stacked h- harder than it is for I believe than Detroit. Detroit has a cupcake have the, schedule. Well, they have
2: the fifteenth in Detroit, uh, hardest. San Fran does in Detroit's the twentieth. So yes. a little different. Yeah, a
4: little bit. So, and they're probably not going to get it. So, if they get the better overall record they each have one loss yeah i mean that then all things being equal we would expect san fran to bump a point in power ratings because they could have two games better Maybe,
2: because how much did you drop them from last week oh two points but, but that's, that's counting the injury yeah, okay yeah. all right but certainly if san fran was number one do they have a higher power rating than they had entering last week because it seems, no, like, it seems no. like you were
4: at the far end of it, yeah. right? So let's just let's just go with their current power ratings. All things being like I got I got San Fran three and a half points better, so they'd be they'd be laying five at home.
2: But if Detroit made the 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 conference finals, they have to be upgraded more than San Fran because Detroit's not
4: expected. I mean, they're getting there, but when depends if they upset Philly or if they win at home against Philly. It all depends the path. Mm. Right? All right? But where, so, I'm, where, I'm, where I'm going is just right. what, 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 so. Let's assume that they're only like a, a four point dog, okay? Mm-hmm. That still only gives them a one third chance to win. Mm-hmm. And then if they got to play Kansas City in the Super Bowl. All
2: right, so let's forget Kansas City and say that line will be. Now, if they beat San Fran, it's not going to be much more. I mean, again, who knows if it's Kansas City or not,
4: right? Yeah, let's give them a 40% chance against the AFC. They're going to probably be the dog in the Super Bowl. They're the Detroit Lions. I,
2: see, that, first off, if that's the reason they're the dog, then the market's not efficient, and we shouldn't consider it.
4: Well, their power rating isn't very good right now, so it'd be a leap of faith to say they're going to be favored in the Super Bowl. Their power rating isn't good where? Because what I'm saying is— For a Super Bowl team, it's really low. Well, first
2: off, if they're good, they're going to reveal them. Like, like AJ has questions about how good Detroit is. I think they're somewhat legitimate, I think especially the defense. But if they keep winning and keep winning— And here's the other factor, and I know we can cherry-pick this. Who's been the best team since mid-last season?
4: I hadn't even thought about it,
2: but I mean Detroit would is ATS.
4: In. It's certainly the
0: Lions.
2: Well, but no, I'm saying the, the whole thing. I, I
0: would say San Francisco, because like it,
4: from the time yeah, Purdy so took San over, San Francisco. How how good has Jacksonville been? Jacksonville's been working. well. They uh, haven't they been were good ripped. this year. They were really good the second half of last yeah. year. Yeah,
2: they were six. I think six and two. So, but the point I'm making is Detroit's in the top three or four at worst. Of the last, let's say, seventeen games,
3: they're fourteen and two ATS in their last sixteen games.
2: Okay, and what's your straight up? I mean, it's, they only have like two losses there, right? Mm-hmm. This is a rare time I want to straight up.
4: <laughs> I guess where where I'm going, RJ. Let's let's give them a forty percent chance if they make the Super Bowl. But I'm
2: saying I'm not sure I agree
4: with that. Well, well, I think you'll agree with this number. So thirteen and three straight up. So give them a forty percent chance.
2: The thirteen and three straight up, winning by eight points a game. The last seventeen games, the Chiefs are first in that we go sort by straight oh, up. Oh yeah,
0: the Chiefs the Chiefs didn't lose. They lost one game after week six last year, and they lost one. They won the Super Bowl, and then they've lost one this year. So if we had to bet,
4: it only counts if Detroit makes the Super Bowl. Do you want the AFC minus one hundred and fifty, or do you want Detroit plus one hundred and fifty? So one, you
2: know. I'm not the best at converting these money lines. So 150 supposes what? Like That'd three, be three minus 20? That'd be three. Like 3.1. Three, 3. Yeah, okay. 3.1. Um, <sighs> See, take I certainly would want Detroit in that case. Because I, I can't imagine that. I don't know if they'd be favored by three right now. I mean, the Ravens, how, how much worse are the Ravens? The Ravens are only a half point better. I'm, I'm,
4: I'm going with Kansas City and Miami, you know, and Buffalo. And remember, whoever gets through that, 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 that rigmarole in the AFC is going to get bumped in their power ratings. Well, wait a minute.
2: So Miami's going to Philly and the line's two and a half, which says these are even teams effectively. Or if anything, it's saying yes. Philly's a little better. Yes. We're saying Detroit and Philly. You're saying Detroit's better than Philly. No, no. no. You, that's what you said. You just said
4: Detroit. I said. No, they're projected to win the same number of games. I know, Detroit I know. And easier. then
2: I said, but when the schedule is this off, I go, man, it's saying Philly's a much better team. And you I, said,
4: I, I, no, they're not. I misspoke. I have Philly two points better than Detroit.
2: Okay, so you're in a. I think you're in an island. You're kind of off with, or at least you're off the market. It seems like with the Lions, because well, where do you get the Ravens? Because I, I mean, they're saying I, it's a half a point. Yeah, there.
4: I got the Ravens worse, three points better than an average team. So I've Detroit the better team, hmm. by half a point. Um. So it's a slam dunk for me. I'm catching three with the better team. Oh yeah,
2: but but I, I guess. Hmm. So what you're saying is if if if. The Super Bowl was held in Kansas City. or No, let's say held in Miami.
4: Well, it's Vegas. It's going to be Vegas.
2: But let's say it's my—yeah, that's why I'm saying it's a hypothetical. <laughs> okay. Let, I'm not saying I, I can't look up where the Super Bowl is <laughs> or I don't know. I know. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And you're saying if the Super Bowl was in Miami and it was normal home field for them, let's say the tickets were like a normal home field, the line would be six in the Super Bowl. Miami at home favored by six. Well, I've Maybe got I got three on a,
4: a neutral, so it'd be four and a half.
2: So it'd be it'd be four and a, so so you're now we're da- so it seems like we're down to one and a half sometimes we're at two or two and a half. I have the I have
4: the AFC teams three points better. The the elite AFC teams are three points better than than Detroit right now.
2: And 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 that includes Miami. Yes. So like, why isn't why isn't Miami a huge pick for you? Because they're getting two and a half against Philly, which says with your famous one and a half, it's saying that there's like multiple points. That
4: is going to be my next pick. In fact, Uh, all right, but why is it so low? Why
2: is it so low?
4: I'm 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 a little worried about the 50 degrees and the fact they haven't played at in any type the of 50 weather. 50 degrees. Well, well, it's a team that's used to 85 degrees at their practice, and you've done those studies where it's like where the temperature is like 35 degrees different than what you're you're used to. Yeah, is you know, it so 85
2: that's... in Miami right now?
4: Oh yeah, in October. Oh yeah,
2: do a little fact check on him. I...
3: Right now it's 76 at this time at night. <laughs> oh, <laughs> it, it yeah, like it, at 1 a.m. Yeah, okay, or two a.m. It
2: probably is. <laughs> Um, Tomorrow's going to be 84. I think in a weird way, that's my bet. The market, at least the Super Bowl market, mm-hmm. is agreeing that Detroit's a second-tier team.
4: So where I'm going is just like if I do that two-team parlay, I only give them like a, a 12% chance if that's the scenario, uh-huh. and they got to make the Final Four. And I, if they make the Final Four and they have to go through through that well, juggernaut. Well, let's think about it. Yeah. Which is so, the worst-case scenario. So
2: let's agree that that if you— are right that Detroit's clearly worse than. I mean, who else are they worse than? The, the The three points worse than the the Kansas City Chiefs that who they beat. They're three point on the road. They're three points worse in Miami.
4: I actually have them two and a half worse in Kansas City. Okay, and I have them only um, a half point worse than Buffalo. But what I'm saying is, whoever goes through the AFC is going to get a bump. But doesn't on their Detroit rating. get
2: a bump? They too?
4: do. They do as well. <laughs> they, they both are going to get. So
2: why bumps. wouldn't we look at the current numbers? We
4: should look at the current numbers. So call. It, so, so call. It, you know what, So maybe the the but. but if, if the power rating says the line should be two and it's Detroit playing a team like Miami but, but or Kansas City, it's going to be higher. But w-
2: let's assume that's the case. Mm-hmm. That means the market's not efficient. Why would we care if we're using the um, odds as a proxy be- to figure the chance to cash your
4: bet? Because we're f- also figuring what, what are we going to get on our mechanical parlay? And if we can pay, if the mechanical parlay is going to pay more, why, why why tie up our money for four months? for Betting a 13-to-1 when we where you can just do parlay and get 15-to-1?
2: I, I can't imagine. Now, the whole time value and money thing I get. Well, listen, let, let's just keep our eye on this. I'm predicting a timber moment, mm. which is Detroit. Now, here's the thing I don't know if they win this game. If I knew that, I mean, if they win this game, they're going to be eight to one next week. Oh, you're, you're, you're smoking weed. Yeah, I think they'll. All right. So, if they win this game, <laughs> what do you expect to be the, uh, their the Right now, it's what, 13 to one, McKenzie?
4: 11 and a half plus 11.50.
2: All right, so why don't we do? Um, I mean, it's up to you, but I would do a hundred dollar bet that it's eleven to one or better.
4: That's a bet. All right. If they, only, bat, only only matters if they win. Obviously.
2: And if they don't, there's no bet. Okay. All
4: right. We'll is just, that cool? Yeah. Let's just say we will we'll pick up any sports book. I don't care which. Well, one.
2: what we do is, um, why don't we pick? Why don't we pick three? We'll do circa bookmaker. And who's who should our next one be? Mechani- oh, Westgate's good on futures. Mm-hmm. We'll do those three and take an average. Beautiful. Does that work? Perfect. Okay. Um, at what at what time
0: point? At what period? Uh, Monday after the game, right? The first. Yeah, period. yeah.
2: Let's assume. Let's assume Monday morning. You know, noon Pacific. Cool, we'll take- yeah. All right. Well, whenever you guys do your normal sheet. Or
4: Tuesday, it'll be the same. You're not going to get a different answer.
2: You know, actually, let's do Tuesday then. Because yeah, yeah, I
4: think. Monday Night Football. Yeah, yeah,
2: I think the Pistons. Or, I'm uh, the Pistons. I think Detroit might get some momentum going. Okay. i I got to be honest. If I was over-undering it, I'd say like nine and a half. Like, uh, I really you're, think. You're, you're overreacting. You no, know, this is a timber moment. They're going to look up and say, wait a minute.
4: They go to Baltimore. They, they go ball. If, they if, beat
2: Kansas City. This team's
4: rolling. If they were at Philly, I'd agree with you then that would be a Timber moment. What I like,
0: and as RJ mentioned, I've I've got questions about the Lions, but what I like about his pick is there's so few teams I can see going to the Super Bowl from the NFC that, like, I can see a path where the Lions get there. Like, I could think of five or six teams in the AFC that, like – I don't know who's going to the Super Bowl no, from the Seattle's
4: going to win the division, and we're going to catch. I,
0: well, that'd be uh, right, <laughs> but I don't think Seattle has a real chance to go to the Super Bowl. And they're the, uh, four, exactly. They have Niners, no chance, and they're the fourth best team. I think it's Niners, Eagles, and then the Lions are the clear th- – I think the Lions are – you think the so Seahawks are better than Dallas? 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 No, no, no Dallas.
4: I, I still have – I I have Dallas at half point better, but I'm – I like the it.
0: Lions better than Dallas. I think Dallas has almost no chance to go to the Super well, Bowl. Well, Dallas's path is ridiculous because they're going to have to be yeah, a wild card. Except a That's the question.
2: With Philly's schedule, is that the case?
0: But
4: Dallas schedule pretty similar? Yes. Well,
2: well no because
4: not th- as hard. it's
2: the one it's the it's all those ones they're playing San Francisco. I, I was
4: looking it was like they got like six straight games Philly does it. it's like yeah. pick them. Bengals pick pickem. Yeah. It's like pick 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 pick.
2: So, uh go back to PFF and uh, let's look at their strength of schedule and we'll move on to the next game. So, anyway, after all that, I'm going to wait on my well, I'm going to play a little something on Detroit, but not you know, not a full unit right now. And I'm going to wait. Um Okay, so what do we got? Philly, we said, is the sixth hardest, and Dallas is the seventh hardest. Well, click into Dallas' schedule. What the hell?
3: They got the—they're on the bye now, so they got the Rams. Uh-huh. And then it's Eagle, at the Eagles, home to the Giants, at the Panthers. That home, sounds
2: easy so far.
3: Home to the Commanders, home to the Seahawks, home Here to the comes. Eagles. Here comes. At the Bills, at the Dolphins, home to the Lions, finish up at the Commanders.
2: What's the current line on that Lions? So it's Dallas at home against the Lions.
4: Yeah, and that'll so be there's, a, there's that's a
2: Monday Night Football. It the, would uh,
4: be, It would be at C- Caesar's. I don't know if DraftKings will have it. Caesar's should have. What it. do you predict? Uh, so it's in Dallas. Dallas, minus three. It's a Saturday night game, December thirtieth, Saturday night.
2: If it's minus three, I I'll take Detroit right now.
4: Um, well, Detroit. Well, Detroit's catching 3. Uh, Dallas is perceived to be better than Baltimore slightly, I think so.
2: I don't think so, really? Think? I think so. Let's see. The five and I think the five way is a good, you know, obviously a good cross
4: section. There's five of them.
2: Mm-hmm. Um let me see here.
4: Where are we? You're right, Dallas doesn't hold up statistically.
2: Yeah, I mean... It,
4: the, 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 their stats are not going to be as good as Baltimore. So not we, nearly as we good. We got
2: Baltimore as the sixth-best team with the five-way, and Dallas is the ninth-best team. Yeah, it just comes down to the priors, like you said. Yeah, but but really, is Dallas's prior? I guess they were a little yeah, better they than got, Baltimore. got they got lots of love. Uh, what do we got, McKenzie? I don't see it yet. Oh, okay.
3: Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't have lines past the next... couple next hmm. past, Even Caesars? Oh. I just looked on William Hill,
0: which
2: oh. is Caesars. All right. So next game, who uh, AJ? Why don't you take over the yep. rundown? Yep.
0: Uh, it's my four weight, and it's the LA Chargers plus five and a half. <laughs> I, I, knew, this I, not, not, I knew it was coming. Like, I just
3: knew it was coming. We're not laughing at the pick. We're laughing at you picking
2: the Chargers. Now listen, he let's let him do his handicap. But I got to be honest. We got some news. I sent it to you that it might change your handicap.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> I think the market's kind of getting tired of the Chargers here, uh, but this is, to me, it's the perfect storm of a team who doesn't get blown out and loses nearly every close game against a team who has no interest in covering big numbers. Herbert is 5-1 and one ATS against the Chiefs with a plus-5 cover margin, and the only ATS loss was the overtime loss last year when they were a three-point dog. They went to overtime loss by six they they, they should have won that one they should have but they play play these they <laughs> the play the AJ chiefs,
2: score the aj scoreboard.
0: they play these teams close and i think the chiefs offense still not as good as it has been though their d has made them better but every game the chargers has lost have lost this season has been a a, a coin flip game and i think that they'll probably lose this game and i think it'll be a coin flip game the chiefs offense putting up 24 and a half points per game it, the, on the season and they've played the two worst defenses in the league they played the bears and they played the Broncos and they're putting up 24 and a half points. If they put up 24 points against the Chargers, the Chargers are going to cover five and a half points. So I, I just think that this, this Chargers team, what they do is lose these close games. And I think this is another example of where they're going to lose a close game.
2: So you're saying Herbert's a loser?
0: I'm saying the Chargers lose a lot of close games.
3: And
2: With you know Herbert what?
3: Herbert's a part of
2: that. Absolutely. A part of it. Now, you want to break the news to him?
3: Yeah. According to reports, Justin Herbert has been dating NFL Network reporter and niece of Baltimore Ravens owner Steve Bashotti, Taylor Bashotti, since 2021.
2: So that's that's two years. Don't you think that's a conflict? Her uncle owns the Ravens. I think his head's not in the game. I mean, you I, my say, head with my head wouldn't be in the game either. I mean, I'm not saying it's <laughs> right or wrong. I'm saying it does seem like a major dish. But this is being broken like it's news, right? Yeah. So he's the, who knows with his little mental imbalances, who knows how he's gonna react. What do you like in this game, Faz? I actually have a derivative on this game.
4: I made the game 6.75, but I I respect what AJ is saying that the, the Chargers. Can you translate? Yeah, when Chargers play, you take the points. Okay. And They, keep, Charger them, they game, keep
2: them close, but they lose.
4: Every Charger game, the teaser covers. Because, I agree with that. Because it's always a close game, and the Chargers blow it in the fourth quarter.
2: Are they really going to be two games below 500? Yeah. Oh,
4: my God. Well, that, Why is that a shock? Herbert's got a negative straight-up yeah, record. I know, straight up
2: record. but this was, they, they were a Super Bowl pick by a lot of people. Every year. Every year. Uh, what do you think on that game, McKenzie? This is my
5: three-weight. I like the Chiefs. <clears throat> Why? Oh, so you're... Yeah, so it's, it's crossfire. crossfire. Ooh, dog. Maybe
2: you should announce that when you announce these games. I apologize. Go ahead,
5: uh, Mackenzie. I don't think the Chargers are that good. If you look at our line of scrimmage, they're 20th. <laughs> if you look at our five metric, it's 15th. And something that's very interesting about the pregame EPA model is the Chargers have gotten lucky. Usually, they're a team that's you know much worse than expectations haven't gotten lucky, but they have. They have... Eight, seven turnover worthy passes, two interceptions. They've recovered almost all their oh, fumbles. So, so
2: slow down, slow down. No one can understand this so fast. So, seven turnover worthy plays, and there's only been two interceptions. So, we're, and typically, what's the ratio of that? Uh, turnover worthy passes where
5: you take fumbles out, it's like three quarters of the time it's a pick. Okay. So, obviously, in that case, a little lucky. Herbert throws his intercept. Oh, no, it's dropped. It's, it's dropped.
2: dropped. It's because he puts so much oomph on the
5: ball. Mustard, they Receivers call. can't catch it either. <laughs> They've been very good in goal line situations, third down. Like, everything that's variance, they've been on the positive edge of that luck, and their offense isn't very good. They're 20th in our line of scrimmage. So this is mostly a fade on the Chargers. I think they finally let the damn break here where it's not a close game and they lose by a lot.
4: All
2: right. More didn't, than the six. Cow-
5: didn't the Cowboys drop a punt in that game? Was seventeen to ten. Yep. It was the most ridiculous fumble I've ever seen, where the guy's diving for a ball that oh, if he just yeah. isn't in the picture. It's like recover. a recovery oh, by oh, a oh, half oh, an oh, inch. He, already, he I touched it, it first. I,
4: I have to describe this exactly how it <laughs> all happened. All right. So there's a punt. All right, and the Dallas is up by seven. They're receiving a punt. There's like seven minutes to play, uh, and what happens is like there's like a confluence of players that all like ricochet against each other. And no, none of them wind up touching it, and the ball just bounces and goes sideways. But one of the players in Dallas thinks, oh, I think it touched my guy. Oh, no. So he, like, jumps over to try to recover it, and, like, the tip of his pinky just barely touches it clearly. And then, like, two Chargers crunch him and and recover the, what they thought was a fumble. But it was a fumble because the Dallas guy touched it. And so San Diego got the ball. The Chargers got the ball in the 20. And, like, eight plays later in fourth and one, they scored to tie the game. So the, lucky, so very the, lucky. The
2: conclusion is they're lucky. Lo- so does that? How does that affect the AJ scoreboard?
4: Oh, I mean,
0: they, they, it was a clean loss. Like I said on Monday when we when we did the uh, the recap show, like it, this, and it was the first loss I think in a while that the first guy I point at is Justin Herbert.
2: Now, was the AJ scoreboard? Was that what we were doing when Buffalo and Pittsburgh played a couple years ago?
0: Yes. <laughs> Yeah.
2: (laughs) He goes, the Steelers come in and like win the game. That was week one. Yeah. Yeah. It was. He goes, lucky win, lucky win. Mm. All right. I got a derivative on this game. So we got a crossfire. Now, by the way, for new listeners, that's an auto $300 bet between these boys. If McKenzie would have cashed that $20,000 in the super contest, he wouldn't have cared. Imagine if he's down.
4: He's got bigger fish to fry. Yeah. It's
2: true. Okay. So this is a unique scheduling spot. I was waiting for someone to talk about it. But no one did.
4: Oh, it's this 10-6 game. God damn it. God <laughs> damn it.
2: Faz must have been sleeping a lot. He's like, got a lot of energy. Don't hit your head. <laughs> <laughs> I don't see I don't even know what he means by 10-6. Maybe he means
3: one team on 10 days rest, one team uh, on six yeah, on yeah, yeah, days. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Okay. So this is a situation where Kansas City is is got the, the Thursday game to Sunday, and now I put San Diego in my notes here, but the charges. He said it too. But the chargers playing on short rest on Monday. Now, you might think, Fez, that that means you want to play Kansas City. And it does mean that. It's about two points a game. And there's been actually uh, 45 of these since 1990. 45 situations where it was a Thursday game and a Monday game, right? The 10 6, is that what you call it? Yeah. Okay. Now, where the edges is, is the total, Ooh. the total. If you look from 2012 on, is 4.6 points to the over, right? 17 and 10, two pushes. If you look from 1990, it's 5.6 points, 30 and 13 to the over, two pushes.
1: I
4: wonder if the 10 team. Like goes no huddle and tries to do hurry up to like speed up the pace to take advantage Ooh, of that? Oh, that's
2: interesting. I can take a look when one of you guys is mm-hmm. talking about where the over comes, does it come on the favor? well, I guess the fact that the favor or the better rested team wins the game ATS means they got they're scoring more points. Mm-hmm. That's where, so it might be
4: pays. Well, I wanted to ask you. Um I like the over. huh. And is that your derivative? Well, so
2: what I'm going to do is, because the number is 26 and a half, if I remember
4: right, I'm
2: going to go, because it is Kansas City that scores the points in this spot, so I'm going to go over Kansas City team total, 26 and a half.
4: I I like that. And what I was considering as a derivative, but I didn't want to give it because it's too big of of a vague, money line, because all Chargers do is lose close games. And play yeah, KC minus two thirty on the money line.
2: Yeah, but you you could only play that if you liked them in the spread, but you thought it was a better pick on the money line.
4: But I do because okay be, be, because if 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 we're, they're tied with four minutes to go, I I mean I'll, normally I'd be like, oh god, it's like a coin flip. But <laughs> no no no, Kansas City's going to win the game still sixty five percent of the time. Chargers find four a more. way because my, and Mahomes finds a way to win.
2: I think they call it Chargers charging. Yeah. Yeah. Now, that's an interesting one, because you're right. I mean, if there's any team that loses close games, it's the Chargers. And any team that wins close yeah. games, it's
4: KC. And if know. there's
2: any team that lets uh, underdogs in the game, it's 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 the, uh, it's, the, Chiefs. It's the Chiefs. I wonder, though, because it's in division, you think they perk up for this one, but who knows? Mm-hmm.
0: We they, talked about how— I think the Chargers Herbert. perk up. I don't think the Chiefs care, because the Chargers, all they do is get close and not win. You I have a question about, about the, that, but We talked
3: about the Chargers and Herbert, how they can't hold leads. So if they are leading at halftime, they're going to allow the Chiefs to come back. They're 7-24-2 in the second half when leading at halftime.
2: But if you can't lead men, how can you lead a game?
3: (laughs) Some would say quirky.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So you like that 26 and a half? That's a good number, right? I do. I'm going to
4: get down on that. Yes. That's a note.
2: Yeah. Throw me in on that one. You got it. I'll do do a dime on that one. Um,
3: All right. That's good. Next game. Scott's four weight. It is Buffalo at New England. I'm surprised that AJ's not on this because what are we You're here? You're taking
2: New England or Buffalo? No, I'm
3: taking Buffalo. Uh, what does AJ always say? Buffalo is bullies. They beat up on bad teams. Are you, are
0: you on Buffalo? I'm not on Buffalo. Why not? Because there's something wrong with them. There's something wrong with their offense right now. And I, I think Josh Allen last year, remember he hurt his elbow and he kept playing through it and everything was fine. Now his shoulders banged up. He's going to play through it. I worry that we're going to get dud Josh Allen for a a couple weeks, if not the rest of the season.
2: I was going to go get a Coke Zero, but I'm thinking of pressing the button, so I want to hear Scott's analysis.
3: Of the 59 wins for Josh Allen in his career, 45 of them have been by at least a touchdown. Uh, AJ's right. They are bullies. They're good against bad teams. They are really good against the New England Patriots. Josh Allen in his career. 7-2-1 Seven two and one against the spread against Bill Belichick. So this is an-
2: this is another win game,
3: and this not is- not
2: like it was two years mm-hmm. ago. But-
3: yeah, this is just to me an anti Patriots and Bill Belichick play. The Patriots are averaging one point per drive this season. It's the lowest mark in the NFL. They are 2-11 against the spread in their last 13 games. Mac Jones 0-11 against the spread as an underdog since the start of last season. And the Patriots have had just three takeaways this season. That's the fewest in the NFL. The strength was always the defense. But without Matthew Judon, without Gonzalez, this defense is not as good as people anticipated it to be. We know Mac Jones is not going to get it done at, at quarterback This is a broken team right now, and this might be the point where you talk about those tipping points. This might be the tipping point. They're already talking about it in New England, about Belichick's future with this team. This might be that point when the Bills blow them out this weekend.
2: Okay, so the summer line was Buffalo favored by three. So what have you done with Buffalo? What have you done with New England?
4: Yeah, so Buffalo is slightly—no, they're right where we started. Mm-hmm. No changes. And New England, obviously, is free-falling. Uh, they're down three and a half points and doesn't look like enough to me. Probably should be further. Then you should probably change it. Probably should.
2: So you want to make it four?
4: The problem I have—here's the problem I have. Is that New England—I know old-school fossil stats. The, the perception is that the wheels have come off, and they are absolutely suck, mm-hmm. and they're a terrible team. And then I go back, and they're—I'm they're, sure your numbers will probably concur with this. The yards per play, they're like—they're—they're they're, they're gaining four and a half, and they're giving up four point eight. The defense is still good, according to that metric.
2: Yeah. Now the question is, those stats were with the players. Some of the stats with the players that are hurt now. I mean, if we look at series success rate, all right, which again is probably the most predictive single number I've run across. You've got New England's offense at thirty-first, their defense at tenth. So that only adds up to 29th. I mean, because the de- we weight offense 60 40. I don't know. Maybe that's too much. These uh,
4: days. Yeah, it's a good point that the um, they've got horrible offensive numbers and good defensive numbers, and I'm weighting them equally, which I shouldn't be.
2: I mean, the total in this game is what? Because to me, this feels like with the wind, a low scoring game 41. All right.
4: So that's a lot of points. All right? And also, a- I'm sure you saw Josh Allen. Didn't get injured once. He got injured twice. Mm-hmm. He's got, he, he got not concussed, but head injured and shoulder injured. So he's probably That's not a gonna, bad
2: combination for him. He's
4: probably not going to—the point is, like I, like a, a prop bet, I would bet, would be Josh Allen. Normally, like in a wind game, I'd say, mm-hmm. let's play him over. Not, because, not running, you mean. Yeah, but he's not going to be able to run after both those injuries and going into the medical tent last night.
2: I agree. He, so now the question is, if Josh Allen isn't running, if the wind is blowing enough that running becomes important— all of a sudden, it's a lot of points, and maybe if they're both running, maybe it's an even game on, um, on offense, meaning if the Bills are running without Josh Allen and the Patriots are running, I, I don't think there's any big edge there. You can run on the Bills
4: lately, too. Mm. And, and if you watch the Giant game, the Bills were having some success running, but the, my God, the clock just kept ticking like crazy. Yep. and that, that game, you blink and that, and that game was over.
2: What were you going to say, Scott? Spreads up to nine already. In uh, the market, or we, we're betting it at eight and a half. Mm-hmm. So you think he, he would keep quiet about that? He's the like, spreads, hey, look, the spread's nine.
3: spread's nine at DK, right? Nine at DK, nine at Bet Online.
2: Okay. Yep. Yeah, right. we got, um, it's, oh, well, let me see, Mackenzie. It's eight. Where's that eight at? Bookmaker. Oh, all right, all right. It's late. They're sleeping. Ah, yeah, Bookmaker. They only take 50 <laughs> dimes or whatever. Right now. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. uh,
3: Someone's going to wake up. He,
2: I'm going to stay off it. Here's why. I have emotionally let go of Belichick this year. I'm just going to let him take care of himself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I don't want to get back into it. So who's the Bills got next week? That's the question because it's going to be a flat spot.
3: Bills next week are uh, home against the Buccaneers.
2: Yes. Give me the Buccaneers. What's the next game?
0: Uh, Next game is Miami and Philly. It is... It's a, not an official crossfire, but we've got guys on both sides of it. How, so how
2: can that?
3: it
4: not be? Oh, because it's a, a derivative? derivative.
3: Yeah, it's okay. It's Fez's three weight on Miami, but I have a derivative on Philly.
4: So, so RJ asked for it, and I give it to you. I said I got Miami better by a full point against Philly, and they're catching two and a half. Well, Philly's. I mean, you could argue maybe in the spot that their home field might be more than than one to one and a half. Maybe it's even two. But even if it was two, I only get to pick them and I am catch- I only get to Philly minus one, and I'm catching two and a half. And I got to tell you, I just updated the Miami stats, and we just spent a lot of time talking about how god-awful the Denver defense is because they're giving up 6.7 yards per play. S- Scotty, this must be a typo here. Miami is gaining eight yards per play still? <laughs> I don't care if they're playing the Carolina Panthers or if they're playing the UTEP Miners. Eight yards per play is impressive. Maybe not UTEP after tonight's performance. Um and their yards per play differential is 2.8. I don't think I've seen a number that high this late in the season. That's, like, historically good, which would argue Miami should be the best team in the NFL. If I get the best team, then they should never be a two-and-a-half-point underdog to anyone. And Philly, frankly, looks like they're doing it with smoke and mirrors.
0: Why do you keep saying the best team like and just immediately correlating the best offense to the best team? Like, because
4: off, but, but, well, like, do you good, agree it's...
0: the Dolphins are a below-average defense?
4: no. I think their 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 defense is pretty much average. The numbers say like they're giving up five point two yards per play, and they've got seventy to twenty one leads in some of their games. You know, do you think do you think Denver's numbers would have looked as good if Miami had had thirty points versus seventy? I mean,
0: the Chargers put up thirty four on them. The Bills put up forty eight. The the B- the, Bills. the Carolina Panthers put up twenty one points on them. Like, are, are we sure that's an average defense?
4: No, we're not sure, but, but, but I'm pretty confident it's it's right there, I mean, and I, I'll you, use a comp. you I'll say
0: yards c- per play, and you like they're the best team, and I just like you're they're just Can- forgetting about one they're side Can- of the ball. they
4: Kansas City from from three years ago. Okay, the Miami this year is is the same as Kansas City a few years ago, where their defense was just average and their and their offense is just amazing. Back when they had the Cheetah, and that's how Miami, Miami's numbers are better than any year Kansas City's offense was when they were like an absolute juggernaut. I mean, eight, RJ, we hit me a button. Eight yards per play.
0: I'm going against you on this one.
4: Fez. Fine. You take the word, you take the worser team. He's going against you.
0: I don't think they're the worst team. That's where, that's what I, that's where I'm at on this. I like, I've been saying, I think the Miami defense is keeping them from being elite. I I think the Eagles are still amongst the elite. Uh, So basically this, the line, if I'm going to say that the Eagles are elite and the dolphins aren't, this line would say, I've got to back the Eagles here. So uh, here's what I think It, it, the Eagles have one of the best defensive fronts in the league. I don't think it's going to be easy for Miami to run on the Eagles. And we're talking about 15, 20 mile an hour wins in Philly this weekend too. If you take away the run and the Eagles who can get pressure without blitzing on Tua, that's when Tua looks bad. And I think the other thing to keep in mind is the Eagles coming off the loss to the jets jets did a great job limiting hurts. Go look at what, Mahomes did the, the game after they played the Jets go look what Josh Allen did the game after they played the Jets and the Jets made those guys all look bad those guys bounce back with monster games I, I think Jalen Hurts has a big game I think the Eagles have something to prove here coming off that loss I think you're buying you're, I think you're you're buying low on, on the Eagles here
2: so well you're buying low I'm, yeah
0: I think I'm said. buying low on the Eagles
2: can you check the weather report because I didn't hear that Philly was supposed to have that much wind. I just wind. pulled it up,
0: yeah. Uh, 50, 59 degrees. Uh, Ooh, warmer than I thought. 7, Good. 17 miles an hour on Sunday.
2: That's the, what well, they have like a gut. Like, read exactly what it says.
4: It just says wind 17 miles per so hour. So now correct. I mm-hmm. so, so the, the NFL now, they're going to tear down these stadiums. They're just going to play them in open field so that that 17-mile-an-hour wind well, is going to have...
2: For the guy that says that 55-degree temperatures matter, I think 17-mile-an-hour. Having to to go play in Miami
0: where it's 80 degrees in November is a negative.
3: Fez, if you were watching this game live with your apps all open and then they show the flags going, Artie, what are you doing? You're live betting the under, right?
4: Well, if if it's the flag on the goalpost, not the flag on the uh, on 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 the on the, <laughs> the like the the cheap seats. Well, he,
0: then wind doesn't count anymore,
4: right, Fizz? Is that what
2: we're saying? No, well, wind. Listen, wind is the most important factor in weather it, it, unless there's like a foot of snow or it's mine or it's five degrees
4: T- or tons of rain on a grass field. The grass field can turn into a mud field.
2: Okay. Yeah. But I'm, you know, many of these grass fields are up kept better than they That usually was like times that Pitt would play a game. Then the Steelers yeah, it's had more it.
4: college. It, yeah.
2: Nowadays it's like they're better. In fact, there was a whole thing in um ESPN today. They talked about every stadium, and what the we- what the uh, quality of the surface is right Ooh. now, and they were talking. Uh, ESPN has it. Oh, okay today. Just today, it came out, and I was looking at Minnesota being one of the worst turf. The, the turf it's
3: hard on yeah. the players, yeah. which
2: is going to segue to one of my picks. Did you play your derivative yet? Not yet. Go ahead.
3: So I was going to do Eagles in the first half because the Eagles in their last thirteen games, eleven and two, on the first half money line, and since the start of last season. 18-4-1 on the first half money line, the most first half money line wins in the entire NFL since the start of last season. But the Dolphins are so good scoring in the second quarter, they lead the NFL over two touchdowns on average, scoring in the second quarter of this season. The way that I'm going to play this is Eagles' first quarter, minus a half a point. And it's plus money, plus 110 up on DraftKings.
4: Nope. Bill- Nope, 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 nope. Philly is average. Nope, nope, you're not going to play that. Okay, you're going right, to play. So, so, then
3: sure, minus 142. Then, if you want to take the money line and get the push protection, all right. So, so, Lay so, the juice for me. So, so, Here we go. Yeah. Philly is averaging 7.2 points per first quarter. Miami 6.3. Philly is only allowing though 2.3 points in the first quarter. Miami's allowing a full touchdown. In the first quarter, we saw them trail fourteen nothing against the Panthers so, last so
2: week. Let's let's consolidate those numbers. What's the margin for each? The first quarter margin for each team. And Fez, when he's doing that real quick, make your case about it's the whole idea in a quarter. There's more ties that you don't want to lay a half.
4: Yeah, it's it's the first. How much is it worth though? Seventy cents. And okay. The, so so, 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 so to, to to do the math here, the minus a half plus one ten. If we add seventy cents, then we get to minus 160. And we're mm-hmm. only laying minus one forty-two. Yeah. Now, yeah. now, you you could easily say Scott could say, but but wait, Fez, this total's fifty-two. So there's going to be a lot more scoring in this mm-hmm. game than a typical game, despite it being a sky-high fifty-two. I'm confident that first quarter total is is only ten, so it's not you know that, that, that significant. 50,
2: that fifty-two kind of belies the idea that the win's going to be a huge factor, doesn't it?
4: Yeah, you know, that's it go- a good point. When was the last time? You, you, yeah. I mean, when was the last time you saw the flags go <laughs> and a fifty-two? So yeah. what
2: was the net margin in the first quarter?
4: Uh, Philly
3: plus four point nine, Miami plus point seven.
2: Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Now here's what I would do. I like the pick. Yeah, here's what I would do though, real quick, Scott. Mm-hmm. Is when you have teams that are very similar to last year, Philly is on offense especially, Miami is. You want to look at last year too just because when you only have 5 6 games it can really be deceiving now we know Philly had a good first half so you might be in good shape mm-hmm. but you agree with that don't you Fez? you want to i mean with these quarter splits there's a lot of noise
4: yeah exactly
2: and
3: my also philosophy on this as i look up last year's number here is that Philadelphia is more of a running team than Miami is. Miami runs out of their spread formation, a lot of motion, Especially with
2: A-Chan a- a- out. With a- A-Chan
3: out, they're more of a speed team. Philly is more, of a, more likely, especially thinking about their opponent, to have a long sustained drive on their first drive. Whereas Miami, I think, was just gonna have chunk plays down the field, or at least that's their MO. So I trust Philadelphia more to take the ball in the first quarter and milk the clock. And if they go up seven nothing, Maybe the clock runs out on Miami's first drive, and, and they don't score, and it's a 7 nothing first quarter. Uh, last year, Philadelphia, 5.9 f- uh, in the first quarter. Miami last year, 4.3. That's offensively. So their margin's going to be... Miami, Better for Philly.
0: Miami's eighth now this season in uh, rushing play percentage. They're running a lot more than they have in the past. Well, I mean, that's because they're, they're winning. That's because they're winning by a lot. Yeah, Philly. Philly's third in that in that metric, but they they are running way more than they did last year. This
4: being a Sunday night game, I would be remiss to not go for the dream music this week and say this wouldn't work in the 10 a.m. or the 1 p.m. Pacific start times, but for the Sunday night game, you if you're fast, you find out you can find out who gets the ball. And then bet the first quarter, and only bet it if the Eagles start with the ball. Because think about this: you don't want to bet the Eagles' first quarter if Miami's starting with the ball with the sky-high total, and there's a small window of opportunity at some select so books. So, exp-
2: explain the mechanics of that.
4: So, there's a before the game starts, they go ahead and they they, they they cut to commercial. Give me a use case that you're doing it. Explaining the first person what you're doing. So Our, You're watching the game. Uh, it's it's they explain it they've that gone way. to commercial. Okay, and the coins being flipped, and I have some off air. Off air, and I have someone at the stadium, and he texts, Eagles ball.
2: But but you don't have—I mean, how are you recommending this to the people that are listening?
4: Because there's two ways to do this. Go ahead. That's why I'm asking. One is you can have someone actually at the stadium who can tweet to you or can text to you who gets the ball. The other way is to follow people on Twitter that are giving you reports, and they'll report that the Eagles are getting the ball first before they, the TV comes back from commercial.
2: So there's people on Twitter— that are giving you reports on who wins the toss? Yes. And who are? I mean,
4: like, how do you find these people? Well, the problem is, they, they, I have people that know who these people are, and they send it to me. Mm-hmm. And they're and, and I say, how do you get this information? And they're like, oh, we're following different people on Twitter. We're, we're, so we're how querying, they queried Sunday night football game, you know, and getting and they're getting yeah. updates, so, and, they, and one so of them gives them the update.
2: You're recommending this to the audience. How do they do it?
4: They build gonna a network to, they're going to have to build a network because i don't know that's some uh, good advice and it's what's different for every game because it's it depends who you know who I'm who's joking tweeting. about it being good advice
2: um, I mean what you're saying is hey there's something I'm able to do that you're not able to do. Let me recommend it to you
4: if, if everyone if, if someone does I've heard if someone does the due diligence and they just go, and they just query like coin toss Sunday Night football game. That it, and the tweets and looking at Twitter. You know what I might do? Find
2: it. I might start some burner accounts and put up fake.
4: <laughs> the wrong that would, would it would work. It would absolutely work. That's brilliant.
2: Like I, I'll tweet like <laughs> yes. ten minutes before going. Finally got to our seat. You know, boy, these these like what's the famous thing in Philly to eat? I don't know. Like, is there cheese any sticks. cheese yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. At the, 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 at the stadium. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I got my cheesesteak, <laughs> and I'm going to be tweeting out who wins the toss. Be right. Oh, that'd be awesome. <laughs>
3: So the margin over the last two seasons, so all of last yeah. season plus this year, Philly a plus six point two in the first quarter, Miami negative one point one.
2: Now that mm-hmm. to me, you've just what quadru- you triple or you quadrupled your sample, right? From, from six and then mm-hmm. you added like eighteen seventeen. Yep. I mean, that's pretty good.
4: And and I, li- I like this. I, I mean, I love your handicap, and so I'm sorry if I came across wrong saying don't lay the half.
2: Now, if you do believe there might be one long drive, mm-hmm. then it, then having the half. Or 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 going to pick them and not laying the half becomes more important. Yes. Okay.
4: Um, You know it is interesting. Yes. Is I don't think I agree though with they like the long drive, short drive. Uh I I want to bet on the team that does that does short drives in the first quarter. Um.
2: Well, here's the thing. That's an interesting point because if you get the ball third, or let's say, uh, you get the ball first, it's a long drive. You score. And then Miami scores, you'd want to be able to come back quicker, but
4: yeah. yeah so like if really I said the Miami, third,
2: the third possession is what
4: matters. So let's right? say Miami drives last three minutes, and Eagle drives last seven minutes, mm-hmm. all right? So if the Eagles start with the ball, it's going to break 1-1, but if Miami starts with the ball, it's going to break 2-1 Miami.
2: So if you knew who was getting the ball, like at halftime— then in your bat in the third quarter, a long drive could make sense. But in this case, the question is can a team get the ball with two minutes left and get a score in? Is really that what the, the explosive play dictates, right? Yeah,
4: like I never want to bet army, navy, air force, all things being equal in the first quarter, because they take too damn long to score. They're only going to get one kick at the can, one possession, whether they start with the ball or, or they get it second.
2: That's interesting. Uh, Philly obviously way, yeah. has different gears when it comes to that. Yeah. And they and, don't usually extend those drives until seemingly the second half.
3: And uh, there's, let's see, one, two, three, four, five teams are tied, winning the coin toss uh, five times this season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> both Miami and Philly are tied, winning the coin toss five times. Someone's always got to go. So, some, so In six games, they're both five and one in the coin toss.
2: Is, is that, that part of your handicap? i
3: just – I wanted to, <laughs> what if Miami was 0-6 in the coin toss? Well, i would, would it matter? Yeah, they don't get the, – they, they probably get the ball first. Most teams yeah. defer.
4: Every, every oh, team is deferred all year long except oh, for the Bengals. The Bengals actually did take the ball at least once. They're the only exception I'm aware of. Every other team in the NFL is deferring every single yeah, time. Yeah, so
2: so really the coin toss – I mean, let's be clear because there are going to be people that are judging this harshly. Yeah. Is, is you wouldn't think, oh, this team's won six straight coin tosses that they're going to win again. <laughs> Would you? I'm just throwing ah. it out there. He's stats a, are stats. He's a pro. <laughs> Go to commercial.
3: <laughs> like, like Fez says, if you see all these reds in a row, you bet red because there's something wrong with the wheel. <laughs> RJ says that. Yeah,
2: well, that. Well, that's true. I mean, if I have to, yeah. Well, if you, if it's a forced bet, it's a no-brainer, <laughs> yeah. right? No, I'm going to bet. Yeah. It's impossible that the wheel's biased the other right, way, yeah. right? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> let's keep going. But I had one last. Oh. I was thinking about giving a bonus pick in this one, but the wins bother me, but with the total, maybe the win doesn't matter as much. I like Miami potentially on an alternative spread, and then maybe a same game parlay with um, uh,
4: you know, a bunch of overs, like Miami minus like seven and a half, something
2: like that. Yeah I mean, yeah, probably six and, six and a half. I mean, that's yeah. a 10-point swing. But I mean, to me is the game state. If it's a close game, Philly, I think if you tell me it's a close game, I want uh, well not at minus two and a half, but I want Philly, right? Because if it's running the ball and they're able to run and not have to play from behind, but if Philly gets behind, hurt. I mean, this year hurts has been a problem. You give him any pressure, he's rolling out, he's throwing wild, he's not accurate. I think Philly from behind is a big problem. Now this is
4: fascinating because if I told you, RJ. Somebody won by twenty one points. Who mm-hmm. do you want to bet on? I
2: certainly want to bet on Miami. So
4: and and where I'm going is like, and I agree. And this is the rare case where a two point underdog, you'd actually say, oh, if I found out somebody won by twenty, I want the dog.
2: Yeah, yeah. But, if I, but if someone wins by six,
4: I want on Philly. Philly yeah. That doesn't doesn't it feel like you know Philly's going to score twenty five? Philly's going to score twenty seven points. It's like a given. Mm-hmm. You have no idea how many points Miami's going to score.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, listen, there's I, people Oh god.
4: I'm surprised you say that because like the
0: Eagle, like the Eagles didn't they've never they haven't blown out this year. They didn't get blown out last year. Like we saw the Dolphins get blown out 2 weeks ago. I I mean, it's like there's it's uh, to me if I think a team well, gets but, blown but out, they, I generally they didn't think get it gets
2: t- blown out by the Eagles, did they? No,
0: but I, I'm saying I generally think if a team is how more is... apt to get blown out, it'd be the team who has the defense you don't trust, right?
2: Well, Here's the question: How does Philly win their games this year? It's they get a nice lead early and then they grind, right? And the question is: How have they done when they've had to throw? Like had to throw. It's easy to th- easier to throw when you're getting five yards a clip running. Yeah, right. I don't know. I mean, to me, this is anti-Hertz.
0: Yeah. Well, the Eagle, you're right. The Eagles haven't had a blowout win this season. I mean, when I they I to throw two against- touchdowns, but not like a 20-point blowout. Well, they had to throw
4: against the Jets, and that turned out into a disaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: And, and that's my point, is if you look at just plays that they're losing the game, or let's say, I mean, there's not that many of them. Yeah. But, I mean, let's look. You know, here's something I've meant to do, and we'll do it for next week. Like, there's certain times that it's tough to throw. Right, You're behind, or, um, I mean, if you get too far behind, it's not tough to throw, right? Because it's, you know, but let's say you're down from, um, uh, you know, seven to 14 points.
4: You're down 10 with five minutes to play. It's really easy to throw. Yeah,
2: yeah. So it's different times. But then it's on, on third and two, it's easy to throw if you don't do the tush push or whatever. But if it's third and 12, it's not. Usually all quarterbacks that are in the NFL can throw well when it's easy to throw. It's can you get that, you know, like Lombardi says, can you convert third and nine? And can you stop third and nine? That's how you win in the NFL. Chiefs. I think this year for sure, right? And the Chiefs, you know, have won a lot even with the lesser defenses. So my question is, Hurts, when it's tough to throw, has not had a good year. I agree. So if Miami does get up, I think they could run it out. Because right, they, they don't take the foot off the gas. We know that much. There's only been
0: one time this season that the Eagles were down double digits in a game. They were down 10 points to Washington. Uh, so that, that's that been, the mo- I guess, the most difficult spot they've been in.
2: Well, yeah. But I would make the case against the Jets... When they were, you know, like, what was the, would you say the prime situation
4: where they, there was a case? I don't remember how the game went. Eagles were up a couple points, threw an interception. Uh-huh. Jets took a, a minor lead. Eagles needed to throw another interception. So it was one possession. Yeah. They blew both. But yeah. Because the, the Jets, the Jets went ahead.
0: They... The Jets went ahead with under two minutes to go in the game.
2: Yeah. But at that point, that's the Herbert. That's when Herbert usually lays an egg. Yeah. yeah. And that's when Mahomes doesn't.
0: And if Hertz... But do you think of Hertz as like a guy who normally you don't trust in those situations?
2: This year, it, does, it feels like something's off. I mean, maybe it's the, the... Remember, new OC? Yeah. It does... It feels like they're running as well as ever. And it, at least when they have a lead, they're, they're doing a great job with these long drives. The tush push helps them. How much is that tush push worth?
4: Well... On, on your podcast on Monday, when the Giants get the ball first and goal on the one, you say it's worth five points, <laughs> you know. Whereas when the Eagles get yeah, the, it's true. it's worth seven, and,
2: and they're doing it on third down now too, right? Like third and four, they did it in one of these. I days.
4: actually think if they have second and, and five, they should just touch push three t- in the goal in the red zone. They should just touch push three times. I, and they're, they're going to score. And
2: that's going to in many spots be game changers. But if you're down, it's not. Yeah. Right? You know, at least you can't you know, have multiple runs, you know, maybe in the end zone. All right, next game. So I'm not, I'm going to listen. The weather concerns me. I'm going to watch, but I wouldn't be shocked.
0: Mackenzie Rivers, four weight, the Raiders Chicago Bears game.
5: Ooh, this is a good game. So it starts with the quarterbacks. Both of them are questionable. I think we have a lot better whoa, chance. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I don't think that um, Fields is questionable. I think he's, he was doubtful. Yes, uh, that's exactly the word that Matt Eberflus used, and they don't have to give that exact designation. But he didn't practice. Eberf- Eberflus said it was doubt; it'd be doubtful for him to play. I think there is doubtful, and but there's not probable these days, right? Yes, but that's for the f- weekend report. Yeah, the final report. Oh, uh,
4: okay, okay. I, I think it's eighty-five percent that we're going to get both back up. Yeah, teammates. I don't think either guy plays.
5: I think Fields is almost zero percent. I agree. Jimmy Garoppolo went to the freaking hospital. Yeah, like he's going to come back and just play like. Well, right. He went to the hospital and and, uh, what's his name? McDaniels was saying they thought there could be something seriously wrong with him. And they dodged a bullet. They did a lot of tests and there was Mm no nothing seriously wrong with him. So what's your premise? So I think Jimmy G probably plays. uh, Really? And even if he doesn't, I like the Raiders here. I I just think they're a lot better of a team. Uh, Uh, real, Real quick. What is the line? What is the line?
2: Right now, telling us uh, based on your power rating. Like with healthy quarterbacks, but, what would it but,
4: be? No, it's good. It, it, the line says both backup quarterbacks are going to be playing.
2: Okay. So, in a matches. Let's think about this a second. So, the Raiders are three on the road. What does your power rating say with with both starting quarterbacks?
4: Oh, I got to do lots of work here.
2: Oh, you do? All right. Well, One we don't second. Ha- All right. Okay. So, Fez, if we look at this, I, I think it's fair to say Fields is very unlikely to play. He's doubtful, you could even say. <laughs> and so if we the real question is looking at this line, is it what's the chance of Jimmy G playing?
4: Very slim.
2: All right, because you're saying that uh if it's Jimmy G, they're six points better on a neutral against the Bears.
4: That's right. So if they uh, against the
2: Bears as a back. With so, backup. so
4: Vegas would be laying six, and so it's in Chicago. So Vegas would be laying four and a half if Jimmy G played.
2: Okay. And right now they're laying a cheap three, which is about that two-point difference. Now, I don't know. I, I think Jimmy G's better. Than two points better than Hoyer, to be honest. But I, I think the market maybe agrees with you. But, I mean, Jimmy, if you actually look, Jimmy G stats are pretty good.
4: Yeah, yeah. So so with 100% healthy Jimmy G, okay, I would agree okay, with you. Okay. So I, I, I do a two-point downgrade, a banged-up Jimmy G that's been wrapped up like a pretzel. You saw that. You were at the game. Um, so you're saying that you think at 88, like it, not that we're going to bat
2: it, but you'd lay 400, Jimmy G does imply? Yes. Okay. So McKenzie, does, does— I'll take that. Plus 400. Let's go. All right, so it's that's it. That's it. All right, so what are you guys about a hundred? Hundred, sure. Hundred. That good for? Four. Is that good for you, Mackenzie? Yep. All right, so hundred wins four hundred. If Jimmy G plays, in, uh, he wins four hundred. You win hundred. Otherwise, very good. If he goes to the hospital before the game, do I get a bonus? Before the game? Before no. the game even no, starts? No, it's if he plays <laughs> not or not. if he's that, a relapse. of that
3: visits for an injection that's going to help him play.
2: Ooh. I I agree with Fez on the current market saying he doesn't play, but, hey, there's been surprises this year.
5: Yeah, there was a a surprise with the Raiders. The very last time there was a question mark with injury, it was Sunday morning that it went from 4 to 6 when they were playing the Chargers. Everybody thought Garoppolo was going to play. So I don't put as much stock in in, uh, what the line says right now. I think, you know, read between the lines here.
4: Well, if Jimmy G does play, McKenzie has a great bet here on the
5: Raiders because because
4: this line's going to go up to like 4.5.
2: But let's back it up a second. What he's saying is the Raiders
5: were too optimistic about Jimmy G playing. No, they weren't. The betting market was. Well, no. The betting be- market thought they knew something that they didn't.
2: Well, but the thing is, is the betting market goes from the comments made. And I think we know that there's different people that know trainers. It, it's not illegal information, but you get people that are connected. It only ta- Let's say there's 100 people that can really move the line, let's say. Hmm? Only one of them needs to be connected. Yeah. And then then they start moving it, and
4: people here, they 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 share it with friends. Um, you know, what is interesting is I this kind of already happened this week. How so? In the Thursday game, remember that the Saints went up to three. And I'm like, oh, Lawrence isn't playing. Clearly he's not going to play. That's why the Saints are minus three. Somebody knows something. And then um, Lawrence says, oh, I'm going to try to play. And all of a sudden you blink, and the line went back to one. So it went from one up to minus three and then back to minus one. So that's an example where I thought somebody knew something and they didn't yet.
2: I think there's more of those head – I would agree the market there, – there was these people that were in the market for decades. They, they know, knew every trick, and that's who moved the line. Now there's, That's certainly possible. There's fresh money now, and things that move the line now, I would agree. In general, you got to respect the market, but, man, it seems like it's less – it takes more. It, it moves on conjecture more than it ever did before. And
4: the, the poster child. Remember when Levis was supposed to go like like early in the second round from Reddit, yeah. And 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 one w- one w-
2: early in the first round.
4: Yeah, and one one person said he I he, I, I hear he's going to go number one, and all of a sudden he became like the number three pick to go to go first. You know, it's crazy.
2: It, it it was literally a Reddit post with yeah. someone that only had like two posts.
4: But I also that that was a different
3: situation because I don't think that has the same impact. Uh, if what happened the year before with Trayvon Walker didn't happen. Because that was also a late-breaking social media thing, and it actually wound up happening where he went above Aiden Hutchinson. But where, did,
2: where did the original um, story come from on that?
3: It was either Twitter or Reddit or whatever. It was it was, it was oh, yeah, a social but, media thing.
2: But I'm guessing it was... Like, to me, if, if Shafter put something out on social media... Sure.
3: No, no. It was like a fan-driven thing. Okay. And, and I think that people, you know, kind of bought into that hype after it proved to happen one year... That everyone just assumed it was. Well,
2: that seems. I mean, again, in the next year. Here's what I know: as the market gets more, less accurate, or or less sturdy, less reliable. There's ways you know. The question is, what is what does it mean to CLV? What is it? You know, I don't. I mean, Mackenzie, in a weird way, you're saying, are you saying, and and maybe Mackenzie's got a point if this is what he's saying. The market's acting like it knows for sure. But even if there's a ten percent chance, well maybe ten percent, if there's a fifteen percent chance Jimmy G plays, that's probably enough value right there to bet the game He's on. It's free those. rolling. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you think otherwise the and line he thinks is it's r-
4: higher than twenty percent. Yeah.
2: Yeah. But that, it's kind of like the Taleb dude, uh, you know, from the Black Swan. The theory was everyone was underestimating the chance of these long tail events happening. So he kept betting at hundred to one or a thousand to one. He was betting on the stock market. These things would happen. Finally, it did one day. He made like $3 billion and was retired. Was that like
4: the big short?
2: Uh, Same thing? Uh, no, because – well, that's interesting because on the big short, the the people were fading the bubble. In this case – yeah, I guess so because it was a tail event. Yeah, but in that case, it wasn't just because it was a tail event, the big short. It was they thought that the scenario le- – uh, was prone to have that result. they were
4: basically saying like like single A bonds could fail, which what people are like, oh they've never failed over the history of the country or something. You yeah. Know? yeah,
2: yeah. I, I think in a weird way, Talib was was agnostic to any mm. uh, to any sector, but was more like, hey, the you're just underpriced. You know how on wind totals. That there's the theories about if you go out multiple games that the that the uh, books are just pricing them wrong
4: yes which I agree
2: with okay so that is what I think Talib figured mm-hmm. in the market was you they're just pr- everyone's pricing this stuff wrong and thus he just kept buying the undervalued mm-hmm. stuff which was the tail yeah is that Mackenzie what you're saying is the market's acting like it knows for sure but how could it yes okay That makes sense
5: and yeah. that's that's just the first you know that's the tip of the iceberg as far as his handicap goes because, yes, oh my probably Jimmy G doesn't you play. Led,
2: you led with the tip of the iceberg? Well,
5: like like I said, if Jimmy G plays, I don't have to worry about the rest. I got a good play here. Okay. And I think I do think reading the tea leaves, listening to the press conference, better news than we expected, said McDaniels on Monday. I think, he'd, I think he's a good chance he plays. But let's prepare for the backup. I feel like the Raiders are in a much, much better situation than the Bears to do so. They're one of those teams with long, methodical drives, better success rate than their EPA. But if you look at the Bears— They've been incredibly reliant on a few deep passes, or more than a few. They're fourth in the league in 20-yard passes. If you look at the EPA on those plays, they're plus 64 points. Their whole offense is up 23 points. So do the math. That means when they're not getting 20-yard passes, they're minus 43 by EPA. That would be the worst in the NFL. I feel like with a backup quarterback, he's not going to be able to sit in the pocket and throw 30 yards downfield the guy from Shepard. So I like this play a lot. That's Raiders. a
0: good point. Like thinking about the Bears offense and when they have been successful, it's been because Justin Fields has made some crazy long throw that, you know, he misses 80% of the time, but this time he hits it and it's like, Whoa, look at that big play. I, I don't think that happens in, in this game. So
2: that, that's a, that's a good point. Well, I think it's most likely that both backups play. So the question is, what kind of game is that? I agree. The bears aren't going to score a lot, but are the Raiders?
5: I like the fact that the Raiders have experience. Both Brian Hoyer and Aiden uh, O'Connell has played this season. Uh, he very okay. much looked like he had never played an NFL game before, Mr. Bagent.
4: Hoyer actually threw downfield. It was it was mm. I, I thought he was completely washed and he looked like he had he had arm strength. Ninety four yes. QBR out of Hoyer. Wow. Yeah.
2: Okay. But boy, the Raiders lane three. I guess it does and, and so if both backups play, what is your number say, at? Three. Okay. All right, it's an interesting game. I don't remember. Can we? Can you remember the last time two backups played in the same game?
5: I'm trying to think. That's rare. Taysom Hill versus Kendall Hilton comes to mind. I don't even know if they were backups Ooh. at the time. So this total was-
2: wasn't Taysom. I mean, that's a good memory. Memory, but wasn't Taysom Hill the starter
4: for a while? or oh, that wasn't that time. Okay. So this total was forty-six, I believe, and now uh-huh. it's thirty-seven. <laughs> Yeah, but that I'm not sure. That's telling you both backups are playing. But here's
2: the here's the question: If both backups are horrible, and Hoyer maybe is, maybe he is, and the very fact that they were thinking of playing the or they played the other guy at different points, right?
4: O'Connell, yeah, yeah, yeah. But until well, if he we played one game and he sucked,
2: yeah. So if they thought much of Hoyer, they weren't going to let O'Connell in. Well, I mean, I. I
4: they, but O'Connell looked great in preseason, so they probably yeah. wanted to see what they had. You Know mm,
2: maybe, but like, do you can you really tell from one game?
4: Yeah, you could.
2: Well, then I guess Bryce Young should retire, <laughs> right? Because if he was the, if he went in for one game, what would you say?
4: Well, yeah, that's a good point, <laughs> but 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 oh, kind of literally like in, in a rush pocket, he just dropped the ball, he just he basically peed all over himself.
2: Isn't 37 and a half high though? Meaning, if these two teams have bad backups, isn't I mean, like. Like yes. the, the total in these other games with the, the starters is 40. It's like a, it's one field goal difference. What?
0: But the Bears, the Bears are defense. The Bears defense sucks. So saying a Bears total is but the Bears have gotten a lot of.
2: There's a multiple defenders that came back in the last week or two that they were. They had their whole defensive backfield. Like the the Bears weren't supposed to be a horrible defense. They might have been 20 second end of the year. Sure. Right. So the question is, all those injuries happened. That's a good point. They look so bad. I don't know. No, I. If I had to play this game, I'd play the Raiders. I think Mm -hmm. the free roll part McKenzie said makes some sense. But I don't think the Bears are as bad as they seem. Mm. But the question is, is the locker room, uh, is it dysfunctional? Which I don't think it is after that win. But maybe after this one. All right, next game. Next game is Tampa minus two and a half
0: hosting the Falcons. It's my three weight. It's Fezzik's two weight. And Scott has a derivative on this. All right, go. So a lot of people like Tampa here. I like getting them off a blowout loss here. Uh, the Bucks are, to me, the better team overall. So we're talking about a two and a half point spread in Tampa. Says those teams are equal. I don't see them as equal. They're better in every DVOA metric, and this is one of the handful of teams where Tampa has a clear quarterback advantage. That's important against a Falcon team that is good against the run and awful against the pass. They're 29th in DVOA. We get Ritter on the road, outdoors against a top 10 pass defense. The Falcons have been outscored by 15 points per game in their two games outside Atlanta this season. Uh, I, I just don't see these teams as equal. So anything under a field goal, I, I like the Bucks here.
4: I like your fading the bu- Atlanta on the road. I think there's going to be a big home-road dichotomy all year long, and that's, that, that was the key part of my handicap.
3: And I'm on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers minus 142 money line in the first half. The Falcons under Desmond Ritter are now 0-10 against the first half spread in his career. Why aren't you playing the spread? To cover the first half. Because why lay minus one and a half
4: when I can just get the push protection at 142? It doesn't really matter. In the first half, you can lay your one or your one and a
2: half. So what number do you like there between the two?
4: It, it's too close to
3: call.
2: It's coin flip. Okay.
3: Yeah. All right. So failing to cover the first half spread by 6.4 points per game. First half point totals under Desmond Ritter three nine seven ten fourteen. 10, 14. Pretty good. three three zero seven ten. 10, 0 and 10. Let's make it 0 and 11.
4: Should we play some Atlanta under 10 and a half first half? What's the total? Well, we're not going to get 10 and a half.
3: Team total first half. That's gonna that would half.
4: Nah, team team it's going to be no Nah, it's going to be 9 and a half. I don't want it. Mm hmm. So, um, just
2: because we're keeping record, like we're keeping win- wins and losses on this. We'll these, lay one and a half. Yeah. I think in general, you always got, you can't, I think in general, you can't lay more than 20 if yeah. it's gonna be a star rate, if it's a weighted one.
4: I'm fine with it. Yeah, yeah, I'll lay yeah. I'm just one saying, that. Yeah. and that applies obviously to everyone. Yeah. But I like the fact you took my first quarter advice. <laughs> yeah. So that was good.
2: Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. So I'm confused. I keep hearing about how bad Tampa Bay is. And now Tampa Bay is good. So like I'm, I'm. I mean, like how good is Tampa Bay?
4: They're not good. They're a half point better than Atlanta. They're. You think they're great.
2: a half point better, and they're two and a half minus thirteen.
4: Yeah, I, I don't like Atlanta on the road. I like, I like. I want to fade Atlanta. I, I put a note fade Atlanta when they're on the road.
2: Now here's what I'm a little confused about. Ritter, I didn't hear anyone talk about Ritter on the road till about three weeks
4: ago. Oh no, they all year long.
2: No. no. Oh no. Because I t- no, you know, I'm. I, what I'm saying is. I listened to fifteen hours a week of analysis on the NFL. There wasn't any talk of it. I'm not saying your friends weren't talking about it, mm-hmm. but I'm saying uh, I didn't hear it till you know maybe halfway through. The college
4: know. guys are talking about how he's undefeated and at the University, of Cincinnati at home. Yeah,
2: yeah, but but, but so. people, but that just the call. Co- yeah, I didn't hear. I mean, did in the NFL discussions? Did you hear that? Did you guys talk about it in week one or two?
0: No, but okay. I think the the thing with You've got to take note of is this is only their. I mean, you, the London game was their second road game, so this is their own only their second true road game uh because they they played at the Lions and then every other game's either been at home so that, or a neutral. So that
2: in, kind of invalidates the idea that it's been proven in the pros. Yeah, right. I mean, I guess what I'm saying is, how can he be play good at Cincinnati? but also play good in Atlanta when yeah. he's only played a couple of games in Atlanta.
4: I guess not being able to handle the adverse crowd noise is So it's the crowd concerned. noise. Yeah.
2: But do you think Cincinnati was facing a ton of crowd noise in some of their road games?
4: Yeah, they were a top 5 team, absolutely.
2: Well, the one year they were? How many years did he quarterback?
4: Yeah, I don't know. I mean That's a good point. But but I'm saying when you're a top 10 team, you're going to get raucous crowds regardless of where you go, even if it's Miami of Ohio.
2: Yeah, except some of those places that get like 8,000 fans, right? I, I I guess it just feels like I'm worried about trends that are no one's talking about, and then one minute everyone's talking about them, and it's just like how much is it worth? I don't know. It could be true. It might, like I would like to have to like the game, and it, that's a bonus. It's a free roll. Uh, so do
4: you like the Bucks? Otherwise, no. It's my it's my two weight. No, that's that's the handicap. So but you didn't the, like how,
2: any derivative better than this?
4: I I've, I've got one derivative I really like, and that's next. Okay. Uh, Desmond
3: Ritter, 40th out of 40. Of quarterbacks uh, in EPA per drop back on the road,
0: in seven. one
2: game.
3: No, the season.
0: Counting well, it, they, it's counting the London game. Yeah, so yeah. It's, it's a two games. Yeah, yeah, but even that's not a true road game.
2: So let me ask you a question: away from
0: Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Or away from Atlanta. <laughs> oh, wait, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. <laughs> let me ask you a question: Is how would we rate Ritter's last two games? Because I think he's thrown for 300 yards in both it, games, right? Yeah,
3: he's been good. So well, I think that was the I mean he also threw what
4: three interceptions? Well
2: let's take a gander at these. So uh what we got? QBR we can look at? I think McKenzie's probably not. This is a great point because QBR, Atlanta
4: has QGFA. been the scoreboard has not been kind to them versus the underlying stats. And he threw for three hundred yards
3: last week, but he threw for three interceptions and cost his team the game. I mean he yeah. had a thirty two quarterback rating.
2: So all right, so, the court, well, let's look QBR. at QBR. QBR
0: was 32 uh, 1. The week before was 78 9, his best of the season. Mm-hmm. And then the, the, uh, the game in London, he had a 10.4. That 78 was at home.
2: Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, the 15.9 at Detroit. It just feels like that we're, for some reason or something about Ritter that people want to jump to conclusions mm-hmm. with. But maybe they were right. You know, there was a lot of skepticism entering the year. And, 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 and they, they've proven kind
0: of right. I think you, you, you probably hit it on the head there. And, and maybe I'm so hard on him because I never thought he was going to be good ever. So every time he does something bad, it's me saying, yep, you were right about him. He's exactly what you, what you thought he was. So maybe it is sort of.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I think that's good self you know analysis. I, it's just how many people, like if, you, if you're a skeptic with quarterbacks, you're going to be right most of the time. Because quarterbacks typically don't. That's what
0: I've learned. That's what yeah. I just go with it. I like assume everybody's bad until they show me otherwise.
2: All right, so quick look at the Bucks here. Uh, 25th on offense by series uh, success rate and uh, 12th on defense. Wow. Did you think they had such a good day?
0: No. Top 10 in pass defense.
2: Okay, and they're 21st overall. And I got them 20th. We, and now here's interesting. Atlanta, 12th overall. 17th on offense, 7th on defense. Yeah. Now, that's drive, but uh, 12th. Right right next to the—they actually are a sandwich with the Rams ahead and the Seahawks behind and the Chargers behind.
4: Maybe we got, maybe, maybe we got to tease, tease me some Atlanta <laughs> along with this pick. <laughs> <laughs> you know
2: what's funny? If you were neutral on this game, you could—I mean, that's a fair tease. You, you can never tease even a Wong if you like the other side. It just it, it, there's not enough edge in, in the math of the teaser to even make up I, a half point. I think
4: if the total was below 37, maybe. Well, maybe yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. I'm not even sure. You're, you know what? The key point is, and I know it's running late, but I, I should bring this up. The um, you you have to decide. This isn't
2: something that the people can't do, is it? No,
4: they can do that. <laughs> so the, the the question comes up all the time. When do I tease? So I've got like a 2.6, you know, underdog a 2.7. So it's it's plus two and a half, but I'm getting them even money. All right. If, if I have to lay minus one ten, I always like the teaser. All right, I want to play tease it even at minus one twenty up to eight and a half. That's better than taking plus two and a half lay a dollar twenty. But if you've got a book or access to where you're you're playing at at no vig or reduced vig, like plus two and a half lay one three. Where's the, the d-
2: no vig places at?
4: Well, there's places that like I believe on Thursday the Westgate has minus 105, uh-huh. and they'll move it. You know, like like on a game like this, it's Delta oh, so you're 2. saying it might go to
2: plus plus minus. Uh, yeah, okay. so
4: you might you might well get plus two and a half, like plus 105. Okay, mm-hmm. and I think Station I just heard has it has it on Friday. You know, reduced vig. So like the bottom line is, if you get reduced vig on a two and a half, I think that's better than the teaser laying a dollar twenty.
2: Okay, so what this comes down to is this kind of the twin, the other side of the coin of the whole seven minus twenty. And you actually teasing it down, or you want to expl- it, it, kind of mm. connect the dots?
4: Yeah. yeah. So the the idea is that if if it's two and a half everywhere, mm. and and I say if I play plus two and a half and lay a dollar ten, let's say that's a break even bet. Let's say that's a fifty two point four percent. Yeah. Fez, you're,
2: are you repeating what you just?
4: I'm saying that there's a. It's different. Th- it's different than than the, the minus seven lay twenty.
2: Okay, because it seems like what we're saying is the teasers don't account for what the lay price is.
4: Oh, you're right. You're right. Yes. Yes.
2: So what you're saying is the idea that you're getting two to eight, let's say, isn't true if you're not effectively with a two, but you have a two point. Or let's say it's a two and a half to eight and a half. You're saying yeah, if you're you right. have a two point seven, it is
4: analogous. Like like so, when when the line's two point seven and I'm teasing a two and a half, I'm getting screwed effectively because I'm not I'm that not, not getting two
2: the isn't accounted for exactly. In the I'm
4: getting robbed. So so, but with the teaser, whereas I'm getting a bargain when I bet it on the spread. So it's safe
2: to say mm-hmm. if you're doing a Wong teaser or an advantage teaser, which is going through three and seven, that you, if you're laying more then you typically would. The teaser's better, but if you're laying less, in a way, there's a discount there when you don't tease, thus teasing is less valuable. Yes, well said. And maybe it's fair to say if it's discounted, the side, not the teaser, you don't tease. Because maybe it's maybe it's still an edge, but it's going to be so close. Better safe than sorry, unless you can do the math. Yes. All right. All right, what's our next game? Good stuff. Next game is
0: Scott's three weights, Cleveland and Indianapolis. Ooh.
2: Yeah, it's
3: the historic numbers on the Browns' defense, and I'm finally coming around on it. And So
2: your pick is?
3: My pick is the Cleveland Browns laying the two-and-a-half. Uh, opponents uh, converting third downs, lowest percentage in the NFL at 23%, and the 23.1% is the fifth lowest conversion rate for opponents in the wild-card era. So it's a historically good defense. Which
2: has started, what, in like 74 or something? 1990. Are we
3: sure we're going to get Watson? No, if it's it, no, we're not. Watson didn't practice. I think we're not.
2: Yeah. yeah. By the way, there were wild cards before 1990, for sure. There was wild cards back in the 70s. I remember like the
3: Yeah, the Bengals in Seattle were what always they can, whatever they consider the modern wild uh, card. Oh, okay.
2: Yeah, 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 yeah. I've never heard it said yeah. that way. But 18.8 uh,
3: percent of drives are ending in offensive scores. It's the lowest in the NFL this season, and. I, I, I know that Gardner Minshew, there was a time that we all thought that, yes, he's an upgrade and he's going to be better for this indie uh, offense. It, it just, no. Gardner Minshew is a backup quarterback for a reason. We talked about this when we recapped it on Monday, the game against the Jaguars. Uh, I that think, was a
2: shocker to me.
3: Yeah. <laughs> uh, but he still threw for a massive amount of number, but he turned the football over three times, and you can't do that. And... and I just think that this Browns defense is on a different level right now. I don't trust Minshew to move the football when nobody else has been able to move the football on the Browns defense.
2: So, Faz, this to me is one of the hardest handy or one of the hardest power rating teams of the week. How good are the Browns? Because how much does defense matter is the first mm-hmm. question. they ma- the
0: opposite of the Dolphins, right?
2: Yes, that's fair to say. In fact, you could make the case they're better than the Dolphins relatively. Because if you look at the average series success rate, the 49ers on offense are 14 percentage points better. And the Browns are 19 percentage points better on defense. So they're better by that margin. How, how, where do you got the Browns?
4: I had the Browns ninth, two and a half points better than an average team.
2: Now that is about, you couldn't be worse than that. Meaning you couldn't have them
4: 10th. That's as bad as they could be. Yeah, there's a big disparity. The, the, they're much better than Jack. Jackson. was my 10th best team, mm-hmm. and I've got them clearly better. So, so,
2: any team they're actually competitive with, you got them at the very bottom. Yes. Why, why do you think that is? Well, I'm not I, saying you're wrong. I'm just saying that is interesting that this team that's quirky because it's so defensively, defensively focused, you got in the worst spot they could be in without it being laughed. Because
4: Watson's not 100%. So, if Watson were playing, how much do you upgrade? probably, oh, I need a healthy Watson. Yeah. I'm assuming Watson's playing, but not healthy with this I scenario. would almost bet I, he's not playing. No, I, I don't think wow. he's playing. It's going be P.J. Walker. Well, let me ask you this, big picture. How many games does, let's say the season starts today. How many games does, does P.J. Walker, he has to quarterback every game, how many games is Cleveland going to win with P.J. Walker? He didn't
2: look good in this game. Real quick. But that I was
4: heard, against the 49ers. I heard,
2: well, but I heard Watson had a, a press conference today. What did he say at that press conference?
3: Uh, non-committal on return
2: date. Well, then he's not playing because if you do a press conference on Wednesday and say you're not sure when you're going to return, that means you're not playing.
4: I I, got to tell you, I I think Cleveland is not even an average team with P.J. Walker. I think they're an 8-9 team, and an 8-9 team should not be laying on the road against Indianapolis.
2: That's interesting. So you're you're assuming—
4: I'm assuming
3: it's P.J. Walker.
2: And you still want to lay it.
3: Yeah, to me, this mm-hmm. is about the defense. I, I just don't see Gardner Minshew doing what Brock Purdy and the 49ers couldn't do, which mm-hmm. is move the football and score on the Cleveland Browns. No one's been able to do it this season. This is this defense is on a his, uh, I agree I, I, with it's that. It's a historic level. It's I not like just, the under. I, yeah, I was going to say, I, I like the under in this game. Opponents and... have had only nine red zone attempts yeah. against the Cleveland Browns this year. The, the, the,
0: every, every game but one of the Browns games has gone under this number, 40. And the one that went over, there were multiple defensive scores for their opponent. Uh, In Cleveland, they run the ball top five rate in the league, and that's the strength of the Colts defense is against the run. So I I think that this is just a. a,
2: So do you? uh, I'm not being smart. Do you have a pick on this one? No. So what uh, kept you off it? uh,
0: it, If I was going to have a pick on this game, it would be under 40. I just I liked the other picks that I had. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. What is this total right now? 40. That's a that's how can how can we possibly be forty if Chubb... With two, would, well, with, I
2: guess these, these are two backup quarterbacks. You asked the question, right? In theory,
3: yeah, yeah Minshew and, <clears throat> and P.J. Walker.
2: This is interesting to me, and it, it ties into the defense. If you look at a, the series success rate of the top seventeen teams overall, so we're looking at the net between offense and defense, only two of them have a below average offense. It's the Ravens are 22nd mm. and they are ninth in the net. And the Browns, Browns are 29th yeah. and they're sixth. So it's like here are the, the offensive, and I'm going from one down two, one, three, six, four, 29, 10, 5, 22, 16, 9, 17, 8, 7,
4: Yeah, you taught me that defense doesn't matter.
2: Well, it matters more than it used to, but it's so interesting to have one team at
4: 29. You should spend three quarters of of your bankroll on offense.
2: Well, that's interesting too, because the like, the Chargers are famous for spending like the most money on defense mm-hmm.
4: this year, and even in the draft, you see like half the players going on the defensive side in the first round.
3: That's interesting. Yeah. Gardner Minshew, two and ten against the spread in his last twelve. Stars. You were,
2: you were loving him last week. I said I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> so you're like Fat When Fez goes against someone, he he he's out for blood on on players. So
3: well, we talked about it. Remember we did, when we did the Monday pod, and we, I, I admitted how wrong I was on taking yeah. the Colts, and then you said, maybe there's a reason this guy is just, <laughs> uh, you know, back, he's not good. He can't throw him like, He can't <laughs> yeah. throw him more than, like, 35
2: yeah, yards. Just... His hands are small. And you're right. He's, <laughs> maybe he's not good. But he does have a good stash. Yeah. All right, we good? Next game?
0: Uh, next game would be Washington and the Giants. This is my two-weight. I'll make this quick. It is on the New York football Giants. Time!
2: <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about their offensive line? <laughs> I've
0: heard about their offensive line. So, here's my question. What was the win total for Washington and New York coming into this season? Fez?
4: Washington was six point four. New York Giants were seven point six.
0: <laughs> okay. And now Washington is laying two and or they're laying two and a half at the Giants, a team that was expected to win more games than them. I would argue this, as bad as the Giants have looked, they haven't lost to anybody we wouldn't have expected them to lose to. Like if you played the Giants win total over, you see Buffalo, Miami, Dallas, San Francisco, Seattle. That's their losses. Like they don't have a, an inexcusable loss. They've played one of the toughest schedules
2: in the league but meanwhile. But what does inexcusable loss even matter? Like the like the Buffalo lost as a 17-point favorite to what was it Jacksonville a couple 2 yep. years ago. Did that mean that they couldn't go to the Super I mean, like, I'm, the way that you – what I'm confused about how you do the, this analysis is you seem to say, are you supposed to win by three or two? And if you win, it's no big deal. But it, or, but if you lose, it's no big deal. I mean, <coughs> excuse me. You're going to lose a lot of those games, like 40% of them when it's three, right?
0: Right. What I'm saying is the Giants have gone one in five which is obviously not good.
4: And they were supposed to go 1 and 5. They were
0: I'm saying they were supposed to go 1 and 5. So well, why is it
4: They weren't but, supposed
0: to go
2: 1 on 5. Though. But,
4: they, but 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 their their results have matched the most likely outcome in each game but in the aggregate we they they should have gone probably 2.2 and 3.8. Not
2: to mention they were lucky as how to win the one game. The
4: Arizona But game, wait yeah. a minute,
2: we don't do standing.
4: The Giants
0: have played the most difficult schedule to date. Washington has played the 27th most difficult schedule to date. So, seeing the difference in these teams, if you just look at win loss, I, I think is is misleading. So, I don't think suddenly. But
2: what about net margin? Meaning, like the the whole idea of ultimately wins and losses don't mean as much as how many points do you win or lose by in aggregate? Sure. So, but, where, where's the giant? Let's take a gander at that. that that's pretty bad, right?
0: Oh yeah. Well, yeah, it, it is bad. But I mean, again, remember the strength of schedule and. Uh, they, but
4: what's
2: their ATS record?
0: Uh, I believe it's one in five. I'll look it up. Have they covered? One in five.
4: Oh.
5: Right, and what's their net margin on ATS? Their net margin on ATS is minus 9.5.
2: All right. So it's real simple. Is This year they've underperformed by 9.5 points.
4: So oh, they covered against Buffalo by a zillion. It yeah. doesn't,
2: but doesn't matter. It's yeah. it, they all count, and and that means that they're losing what by two points a game.
4: Uh, um, AJ question. So Dayball was infuriated by Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. So Taylor's going to go right, for, mm-hmm. and so. What do you? Is that going to be a problem? Like with the meltdown at the end of the first half when they when he checked down to the run and Dayball was like, um, basically, I've never seen a coach bottle up so much anger. I don't. This was the first game it bottled up.
0: This was the first game this season that the Giants felt competitive. Like the first the first game, they felt like they were meeting. Expectations. I'm not going to talk about that right now. <laughs> like, I, I mean, I'm sure Dayball was frustrated with him, but it's. I don't know whether it was Saquon being back out there or whether it's the team likes Tyrod more than they do Daniel Jones, but it felt like the Giants responded better last week than they have in any other game this season.
3: I just have concerns coming off of that game, though. It felt like a kitchen sink type game. Like, it felt like Brian Dable yeah. returning home to Buffalo, where he's from, where he coached, and the team coming off of three straight losses, and the season just getting away from them quickly, backup quarterback, it just felt like they gave everything they had in that game against the Bills, and they still came up short. Now, we could argue about what should have happened, or what could have happened, based on the the, the plays at the, the goal line the at halves. the end of the first half and second half, but to me, now it's a question of the mental toughness of this team to respond on a short week against a division opponent when nothing's going right for you. You're starting quarterbacks out, you have no offensive line, and you just gave it your all and you still came up short. That's what, the only reason why I'm not on this game is because I don't know what to expect
2: from the Giants. Diamond Dave Essler, also known as Uncle Dave, has a pick. He agrees. He agrees with the Giants. Let's take a listen.
1: They're kind of pissed off at the way the Colts handed last week's best bet over, but we're still an epic 66% this year on podcast bets. It's not an epic sample size, but it sounds really cool. This week, I bet the Giants plus two, not 1.7 or 2.3, but two. How is a team the Commanders even favored in a division road game after they allowed 400 yards to the Falcons or 200 more yards than they had? How is a team favored in this situation after allowing 450 yards to the Bears at home? Look, Tyrod Taylor's an upgrade. Not only did he almost beat the Bills, but over his career, he's thrown twice as many touchdowns as interceptions. He's a 500 quarterback. Jones is not. And if the Giants are working out Matt Barkley and Ian Book, they don't expect Jones to play, so I don't either. Throw the rest of the stats out the window. The Giants have played the toughest schedule, which includes four, maybe five, playoff teams. Washington, they've had the third worst strength of schedule and their defense has allowed 33 or more points in four of their six games. Yeah, they only allowed 16 to the Falcons, but as I said, deceptive. They allowed Ritter and the Falcons 400 yards. Do not hear what I am not saying. The Giants O-line is pathetic. They haven't scored an offensive TD in three games. They have Saquon back and it's a Washington team that allowed the most 25-yard pass plays in the NFL this season. This is a WTF or wrong team favorite game. New York Giants, plus two points.
2: Diamond Dave agreement. Now, if Dave had gone the other way, press the button. I, I would know. Automatically. <laughs> you should feel good about this one. I kind of lean Washington here. But with Diamond Dave, I wouldn't press the button, you know, go against him. By the way, you can follow him on Twitter. Dave, or I guess X slash Twitter, Dave underscore Esler, E-S-S-L-E-R.
4: By the way, the summer line was minus two. I know because I have the Giants. Minus two. Ooh. Not a stellar year for my game of the year how many portfolio. You, how
2: many did you end up betting?
4: Uh, like forty. Oh,
2: I, you think net that you're in a bad spot?
4: I ho- I'm hoping to go twenty and twenty. Yeah, Ooh. because I faded teams like Arizona and the Rams and Tampa. It's everyone's not working do, out. It seems good. like
2: everyone's doing things with less information than they've ever done it before. You
4: know, this is a great, great <laughs> point. You talk about how these, these lines are moving. Like, like, like people are jumping the gun with incomplete and imperfect yeah. information, whether we are seeing Monday morning, people are just like, yeah, it might rain in Connecticut. Let's go. And they're like firing up the There's unders. There's a bunch
2: of amateurs with a bunch of money. I mean, back, think about the old-timers, man. Before they made a bet, remember in Casino when De Niro, early on, they have a little montage and he's making a bet, and he looks up at the line and goes, so that team's plus three there, right? Like, he's he's literally wanting to hear them affirm it verbally before he makes his bet. That's how I came up where the people I were older than me, that's how they bet. Now it's like people were betting leaving – Five dimes, uh, you know, in the in the couch cushion because it slipped out of their pocket. It feels like the, the the kids these days.
4: This is the generation.
2: It's nothing like that. My buddy, be first.
4: my buddy just left six hundred twenty-five dollars in a voucher and somebody took it. Just, just well, two days ago. They would have cut you his know.
2: thumb off for it if they could, they had to. It's but, but, so know.
3: funny. I was telling the story on SOV when I found that $625 voucher.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I mean, Alan Boston mentioned this. He says, I used to go to jams for breakfast. That was his favorite breakfast spot in Vegas. You know, He says, I'd, I'd read up about the games. I'd come back, and I, I had my paper, the newspaper, and show what the lines were. And then I'd go bet them, and the lines were the same. Like, can you imagine?
2: Well, I had that, too, in Pittsburgh. You yeah. Know, but, I will say this though. I, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. Mm. If it's about people betting the overnights, I think that's a whole other conversation. Yeah. Right. They don't have any obligation to the rest of the you know the wise guys. The wise guys are fighting each other, right? But but I think we're talking about something different. As in betting on. Wh- and I also think last thing. I also think people don't want to be left out. Everyone wants to act like they have. Sh- connections on every the draft they have the national anthem draft's a
4: great example which way it's the wind blowing and the line moves
2: yeah sometimes it's best to sit out and go you know my favorite line when i was at the um uh, blagio all the time in the mirage i'd be watching a game and i didn't like the game but i it was a good game so i was watching the quality players and someone knew me hey rj play come play because they were better than me let's say and I would always look and go, no, this game's too advanced for me. Hmm. And like, <laughs> what can I say? and people would always were like, it stopped them in their tracks. But it's like, that is something like you want to pick your spots, but it doesn't feel like these new batters. And it's not about kids. But would you agree? They don't pick their spots. I agree. How can you win like that long term? You can't. But you're, it seems like you're chasing after them sometimes. Well, I'm
4: better at it. <laughs> That's true.
2: That's true. All right.
0: Uh by the way the the commanders 3 and 3 ATS but they are minus 42 uh in margin.
2: So hmm. but now so that's interesting. So the, the it could have saved all that him and Harn at the beginning. What's the ATS margin? What was the expectations coming in? Because now we're saying, well, Giants were expected to be better and Giants have relatively performed better. Right? The Giants have- well, the Giants had a higher win total, right? Yes, and thus their ATS mark is only minus nine and a half points, mm-hmm. and Washington's minus forty points.
4: Yeah, now the Giants got their backup quarterback, though. Okay, well that's another adjustment, and their cluster injuries on their O line, and that's
2: another adjustment. But if you're if it, he started his handicap saying, "Well, one mm-hmm. team had this win total," yes, and I think it's a good way to approach it. But then you just had to have the ATS margin and said, "Well." And it's true the Giants were supposed to be better coming in, and they've relatively
4: done better. Yes. Now adjust from there. So we start out with the Giants minus three now, and then we start making adjustments. Yeah. We don't get to the what we don't flip at five points. Yeah?
2: yeah. I mean, so to me, the ATS margin answers the question of what people thought of them and what they did. Okay. Yes. Right. Lesson learned. Wow, that's a thought. Uh, all right, we've we've only got
0: one weights left. Let's go. Uh, let's let Fez go first. His isn't on a game.
4: I have a best bet. Okay. The line isn't even out yet. We're gonna grade me against the closing number. Okay.
2: Okay. It has to be able to be graded by next week.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, good. We're gonna play the grand salami. We're gonna go over because we just saw an unprecedented run of unders in the NFL. I've seen this movie before. I've seen the NFL send out the little memos, like point of emphasis: let's not call so much offensive holding, let's not call so much offensive pass interference. But let's emphasize the defensive pass interference. The league is tied with these fantasy football leagues and fantasy football um, sponsors and the like, and it's no good for anyone to have games that end 20-13. to So I expect scoring will get a nice little bump from the uh, pro offense calls. I've seen it before, and I'm going to go grand salami over. Closing number, it'll be available at Circus Sports and several other books.
2: So, so here's the question: Where, where is this grand salami offer? Circa, and that's it.
4: No, several other books will have it. It'll be a DraftKings. Yeah, I don't think it'll be a FanDuel. That
2: can be a bonus pick. That's not your one, because it it got to be available everywhere. Or how we're given? We're supposed to give five picks. So let's do this. Let's all do our ones. You gave a bonus. And, that's my bonus. Yeah. I mean that seems fair, right? I mean yes. like what percentage of the audience do you think can get down at Circa and a couple other
4: books? Like ten well, percent. It, it's gonna be like thirty percent of the books will have it, yeah. yeah. So it's kind of all right.
2: But I like the I like the extra pick. All right, so who who's
4: uh
0: there? your one weight, the Monday night football game.
2: Yes. So oh I like the fourth quarter Minnesota. Now can, can you check that line for me? Plus oh, two, and a two and a half. half. And yeah, and a half. that's a good number too, right? Um Here's my thinking, and we were talking about the surface, is Minnesota has one of the worst hated surfaces with their turf. They're going to actually change it at the end of this season. Now, San Francisco is prone to injury. They, they got some injured guys now, and they're prone to injury. I got a feeling if they're winning at the end of the, you know, if they're up nice and big, which is very possible, very possible, they probably pull their guys back a little quicker than usual because they have a game. <clears throat> excuse me, they have a game six days later, so short rest next week, and it's a big game. You know who they got? I don't, offhand. Do you know McKenzie? I do. Who do they got? Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals visit Levi's. All right, so you know that's a big game. So now I'm thinking, okay. If a team's losing in the fourth quarter, typically they're about pick 'em, Right, Fez, that's how you look at it? If, yep. Right. Now, what's the odds of the 49ers winning this game, entering the third? Pretty high, right? So in general, we're getting a good number. But I think the tendency, the San Fran, to kind of pull their starters a little early if they have the right lead is a nice little free roll. But then additionally, Minnesota loves to throw. Kirk Cousins is the master of late yards getting his touchdowns, his yards. And if San Fran's up by 21, we're happy to, you know, they're happy to give him. So I, I got a great comeback artist, which matters in the fourth because they're probably losing. And I've got a team that has a look-ahead spot that probably isn't playing their guys as deep into the fourth. I like it. And plus the number, two and a half. What do you think, Fest.
4: I like it a lot. I, okay. think, it's, I, I think it's ultra solid. Um, I have... I have my modified one. This will be more available. All
2: right, but we're, we're going to let you go last. Okay, yes. So, uh, if you don't mind, uh, you want to go?
0: Yeah, I'm going to go. Uh, mine's in the Seattle-Arizona game. I'm going to go with Seattle in the second half, minus three and a half points. And Arizona was feisty early in the season. They're now starting to look like what we kind of expected them to be, which is basically the worst team in the league. Uh, and a lot of it, I think James Conner being gone is a killer for them. But mm-hmm. – uh, they cannot convert – they can't deal with third and long situations. And not having James Conner get him four or five yards on first down has put them in all these long situations. So when you look at the Seahawks, they're the number one rush defense per DVOA. You're going to force Josh Dobbs to keep you in the game. He's coming off the two worst games of his of his season, completing less than 50% of the throws the last two weeks with three picks. His average QBR has been 13 When Arizona's been solid, it's been in the first half when everything's scripted. In the second half, though, they've lost five of the six second halves, being outscored by 11 points per game in the second half. So I feel like Seattle is going to, after Arizona has their push early on, Seattle's going to start to run away from them, Uh, especially with the home crowd. I think it's hard for Arizona to get back in the game. I like Seattle minus three and a half in the second half.
2: In the second half. okay, Okay. Um, Lombardi talks about uh Arizona's a fifty minute team, that mm-hmm. they're they're thin enough that you know, they have trouble in the fourth. So that's interesting. Yeah. I think Seattle I think Seattle's underrated. I mean, they should have won that Cincy game. You know, I don't do that, but you know, come on. Um Okay. What do you think, Fred? You like it?
4: I oh I do. I, I um. You know, one thing about these second halves, I don't really look at them that much, you know. But I think that, and I know we lost that Dallas Arizona second half. Yeah, was ridiculous. But I think it's there's untapped opportunity. So though.
2: you're a there's a difference between second half bets and halftime bets. Yes, second half you bet before the game. Right, and it's gotten more readily available.
4: It's still not very widely available. But it's I mean, got, there's more books are putting them up now.
2: This reminds me of a McKenzie pick. Is this is an amazing stat on the Raiders. Apparently, the Raiders in their first two possessions of the game get forty percent of their EPA for the game. They script it. And yeah, they do the two well. script. So forty percent. Now the average what drives is about what 10, 11 a game.
5: Yeah, ten point nine drives a game per team.
2: Yeah. So if in two of them you should be getting like fifteen percent, <laughs> and they're getting forty percent. And if you like, and if you like the Raiders, when are they going to have the biggest edge? It feels like in the first quarter. Beyond this, because they have Hoyer with a ton of experience mm. versus a, a a quarterback with no or yeah. limited experience. That's a good point. What do you think about Raiders in the first quarter? I like that.
5: You want to check the line
2: sense. on that, Scott?
5: Yeah, I'm just looking at the margins in the first oh, yeah. quarter of the Raiders.
2: Yeah, what do you think of that, McKenzie?
5: I like it. I like the fact that that's why I kind of said uh, it doesn't really matter that much who the QB is because they have these long methodical drives. Sounds like the first quarter is a good place to play that. Hmm. All right. So, Faz. Oh
2: well. Why don't we let you go and then Scott can. Go.
4: Okay. So I'm not going to break the rule of the minus 120 rule. We can't okay. lay more than. So I'm going to. I'm partnering with you, RJ. I am also going with the fourth quarter because I loved your handicap on Minnesota. All right. Oh
2: wow. So I have no chance to gain on you. That
4: here. that. The, <laughs> You've got, you've got a healthy lead on him. You've got a healthy lead. You <laughs> oh, should be okay, happy. I like that. My bonus pick, I like Scott's handicap on Philadelphia first quarter. We talked about the long drives versus the short drives. You know what? I'm going to take a derivative of your derivative. Philly to score first will be right around minus 130. It'll be priced. Okay. okay. So I like Philly to score first. In so you're the game.
2: giving multiple bonuses?
4: Yes. But the official pick, my one weight, is Vikings fourth quarter.
2: So just C-R-J. Yeah. Uh,
3: Raiders have scored uh, 5.2 points per first quarter, allowing 5 points for first quarter. So a plus .2 margin. The first quarter line is Raiders minus a half at plus 130. The money line is minus 122.
2: Bargain on the money line. All right. So let's do the money line. Raiders
3: first quarter minus 122.
2: That's not an official pick for me, but there you go. Another bonus. And add a request and listen. I would say I fulfill at least, I don't know, 8% of requests that come in. So, you know, this is a nice little win. <laughs> we're going to start to at least try to remember to do a recap of all the picks at the end. So, Fez, we're going to start with you. Go 5-1. to one. What did you do?
4: Yeah, top-rated pick, 5-weight, L.A. Rams minus 3. 4-weight, Detroit plus 3. 3-weight, three Miami plus plus two and a half, two 2-weight, Tampa Bay minus 2.5. And 1-weight, RJ's Derivative. Minnesota Vikings, fourth quarter, plus two and
2: a half. Okay, AJ. Uh,
0: Five-weight Rams, minus three. Four-weight Chargers, plus five and a half. (laughs) I was waiting. (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Uh, Three-weight Tampa, minus two and a half. Two-weight Giants, plus two and a half. And my one-weight is Seattle in the second half, minus three and a half.
3: Scott. My five-weight is Detroit, plus three. Four-weight Buffalo, minus eight and a half. Three-weight, Cleveland minus two and a half. My two-weight, the Tampa Bay Bucks in the first half against the Falcons minus one and a half. And my one-weight, Philadelphia Moneyline first half against Miami.
5: McKenzie, who's red hot in the NFL, you got three picks. I like the Rams minus five. (laughs) I like the Rams minus three as my five-star. I like the Raiders as my four-star. I like the Kansas City Chiefs as my three-star. Okay. Three-weight,
2: four-weight, five-weight. But yeah, good. Okay, my five weight Green Bay, my four weight Detroit, my three weight the Rams against the Steelers. Two weight is over Kansas City, team total 26.5. And finally, the one weight Minnesota in the fourth quarter plus two and a half points. Now, we did a little time shift. It was a very interesting conversation about what did we talk about? Oh, it was about uh, strategy in contests. Mm-hmm. And it goes for what, like maybe eight or ten minutes, something like that. It's right here, and then Fez takes us out at the end of it. And remember, straight out of Vegas, AM Monday, Tuesday. You know what I might get? I'm gonna get the Godfather. Remember when Apollonia was going Monday, Thursday, Tuesday? <laughs> I was thinking I w- th- I should get that. But it is Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Tuesday, and Friday. Yeah, yeah, and other. Did you say Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that too. Enjoy. What's your record, McKenzie, in this super contest? 21, 8, and 1. I think he was slurring his words there. 21, 8, and 1. That's better than you, A. That's better than me. (laughs) I'm just doing the math. You're 29
4: and one. Yep. You probably haven't had time. How how many games out of first are you, McKenzie? Game and a half.
2: (laughs) Now now listen, so you're a game and a half away from first
5: place. You seems like, like it's getting to you. I, I tell me why Like I spent the whole week thinking about the one loser and all the $20,000 I could have had in my pocket if it wasn't for that one loser last week. So you would have had $20,000?
4: Quarterly
2: I would, prize, I would yes. have
5: won the quarterly prize, and I, I would have been uh, second place in the six-week prize. Or I would have been second place in both, Oh, yeah,
4: fourth through th- week six. So what did it take to win, 13-2? and two? Wait a minute. So I would
2: have Twelve gotten—
5: so, you cost me like $10,000. Exactly, with the damn 49ers. Well,
2: no that bad. wasn't it. It was the week before when I told you not to play. Oh, not
5: to play the Broncos? Yeah. yeah that's true. I regretted that I,
4: one.
2: I said, don't play the Broncos.
4: $20,000 you will never see the rest of your life. <laughs> Ever.
2: Well, that means you got to work extra hard to do, you know, get a bigger cash payout. So, we didn't make anything from this.
5: Not, not yet. yet. Week, week nine's coming up. $100,000 first prize. It's probably worth a lot, though.
2: Here's the the trick, though. In Fez, I mean, if there's anyone on earth that's done – that can speak to this. So you've gone – the final week, the first time you won the Super Contest, where were you at in the standings? First place. And how much ahead were you? It was like half a game. And were there a a number of people real close? Yes. So really, you were less than 50% coming in. Oh, yeah. Okay. Now, I know you were thinking I'm going to be – now, were you thinking – I'm gonna be as obvious as I'm gonna take all the little edges, or did you want to camouflage what they could do to go contrary?
4: I wasn't gonna camouflage anything. I was like, it's like the U.S. Open, and Mm -hmm. I have the lead, and Mm -hmm. I'm on the the, on the par five, and I'm just gonna play this par five optimally. And they got to come get me. And if they want to go for the green and two, you know, over the water and take the bad, you know, take the really risky shots, go right ahead. But I'm gonna take the five biggest value plays. Okay, and where did you go that last week? I don't even remember. I think three and two. I think everybody went basically went three and two.
2: Did other people behind you go go contrary? No. So they didn't understand that. Okay. Because
4: they were they didn't want to like risk not getting you know a top five pay. Mm, okay. okay. That's the problem. Like when you go mm. contrary, you could you know it's it's easy to go contrary when you're in ninth place, it's, it's like hard when you're in third. It's like you're like being a, a mid stack at at the bubble in a poker tournament. It's a great example. You want to get paid. Well, but it wouldn't.
2: Okay, so add it the is bu- analogous, okay. analogous
4: yes, where like if, if you don't want to do anything stupid and and, and then bubble out and finish nineteenth because you go one and four going contrarian. Where if you just you know you play it
0: safe, you're gonna make money.
2: Yeah, but usually these payouts and all these contests are so top loaded, it seems like going for the gust because they want to. Advertise a million dollars
4: of the winner or whatever well but 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 the second and third and fourth places are top loaded it's like the first prize in circa millions I think is a million for mm-hmm. instance, and then I think it's like six hundred thousand three hundred fifty thousand two hundred fifty thousand and then by, by if you finish tenth, you only get like ninety thousand it's a lot of money to lose,
2: so the thing I think you're going to tell us is that or let me ask you, did you find yourself thinking about handicapping differently? It's almost like that chest analogy where you have to get a draw and it's like, do you take the best move? Like, it seems to me what McKenzie needs to do is say, I trust the process, which has become a negative thing because of the Sixers. Hmm. But like, the process got me here. The process has me as a 57% winner in the NBA over like 700 picks. I'm going to do that. And there should be no nerves. If anything, use that energy for more work. But, I mean, were you handicapping nervous the last week? No,
4: because I actually turned the handicapping dial down. I actually did change my approach and said, you know what, I'm just going with the five Biggest value plays. So you
2: mean based on the, the stale them.
4: lines? Yes.
2: So that's is that why? Because you won with that, that you can't get off that in any circumstance now? <laughs> Probably so, because <laughs> like hey, the
4: Duke's but, ten from Doyle. But, but but I do think I do think that like if you have the chip lead going in the final week, that's an excellent strategy. But uh-huh. it's bad strategy if you're like in fourth place with four weeks to yeah, go, yeah, because yeah, all yeah. you're going to do is mimic what everyone else is doing. Yeah.
2: Um. But Mackenzie, listen. I mean, we can – or I can talk about this a little bit because, I mean, obviously there was – I don't know, what was it, 400,000 up when we were in the gold and we were tied for first for two weeks? I was so proud. Like, it's so funny. Of all the things I've ever done in betting or in the betting media, I'm probably the most proud that we approached that the way we did. The You know, we, we liked a couple of plays. They were like uh, – you know there was one I think Tennessee was laying nine and a half and 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 the total was low but but Tennessee was the yeah. value and you know what we went like two and three that week, but I felt like that I didn't. I didn't have any regret because I played to win. I played, played, I
4: played to win, but I played. Not, we didn't play to maximize our record. We played to win, looking at what we thought everyone else was going to do. Also,
2: well, yeah, well, that was the last week for but, sure. But both,
4: I mean, but across the board, I yeah. think we played very well. And so, you know, hey, Mike Mattisal said it best. You know, you're up against hundreds and thousands of guys. It's going, you're going, you got to get all the chips to win. It's not going to be easy. You know. <laughs>
2: yeah. But uh, I guess what I'm saying is, Mackenzie, the thing I think we can do better is. Defining why we make a pick when we make it, so we can then go back and track how we would have done if we had done. So let's say that you're gonna, you say, okay, anytime there's a scheduling situation that's worth at least two points, and my power rating is not uh, negative against it, I'm gonna make that a play. And Mm -hmm. if you if you log that every time you do it, you could go back and say, well, what happens if you just looked at one and a half point? Scheduling situations or two and a half it's like the way that we we got these routines that we do, but there's a lot of um repeating of it, but it's not defined it's not like the scientific method I think i mean like anyone that does like I was actually reading um or actually I was listening to the book on tape of uh it was the. Um, it wasn't Thinking Fast and Slow. It was the other book. Oh, oh! It was the super the super forecasters. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this book? Yes. Yeah. And um, so I'm listening to it on tape. And what they talk about is is experts typically aren't good at forecasting what you think they should be. Like the guys that are on TV talking about the Middle East usually aren't the best
4: forecasters. But for some reason. They have a good story to tell or whatever. Might be too close to the sun. What the most breaking news, they're probably too biased based upon.
2: Yeah, yeah, that could be too. And what he's explaining in this book, and I'm about a, a quarter of the way in now, is he's explaining that most people, the only way to get better at anything is the scientific method, a la you have a thesis, you do a, a repetition of it, you measure it, and then you adjust. Right? Makes so, sense. Right? You're shooting a golf shot, right? Mm-hmm. You know where it wants to go. That's your thesis. It's going to go straight for about 200 yards. You do it. You see how far it went. Oh, only 190. Then you make an adjustment and hit another ball, right? Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like we do that as well as we
4: could. The hard part is that, like in college basketball, there's enough sample size that you can get to of like the large numbers. But in mm-hmm. the NFL, and the NFL is always changing. And by the time you get a, a big enough sample size on this, now 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 the sports changed on you know, ten years later.
2: But you could see one thing that was a component in like three or four different little subsystems that was winning every time. Yeah, yeah. you know, and and I guess that's the thing with McKenzie if he if he can trust the way and and you know the other thing they the point they made in the book is that. Everyone predicts better with an algorithm, meaning it might not be like a f- perfect algorithm, but it's generally I'm going to wait this. Like, you've got it by saying I'm not going to go against my power ratings. Yeah. Right? In yeah. a way, that's an algorithm saying I'm eliminating a bunch of games that way. Sure. Yeah.
4: And it's a great example.
2: So however you're doing it, McKenzie, I would say do more of the same and trust that. That's all because if you didn't trust that then you, this is just
5: pure luck anyway. Well, I'm actually really happy with the system because I don't think I spend more than 20 minutes outside of what I have to do for this pod and for you know, our data analysis Spending time thinking about the NFL, but I'm always updating the lines, looking at the power ratings, looking at the different metrics. So I feel really comfortable with, uh, with these teams right now.
2: Then you can't have any regret. You just got to try your—I mean, listen, in the long run, you're, this money doesn't really matter. As much as 10000 is nice, if you have a, the career that you could have, it's not going to be all that important. Hell yeah. I mean, think about it, Fez. If you didn't win one of the—let's say you won the Super Contest, but you had the money stolen that night. Right? Meaning that that, that you get the publicity from it. Mm. How much does that affect you? I mean, you know, 300, I mean, the math of it we can understand, but in the scheme of things, it's like that's not the point. Let's say the difference between first and second.
4: Well, then I meet with RJ Bell in 2013 at the South Point, and RJ's like, Well, you, you didn't win the Hilton contest, and you're kind of flaky, and it can be hard, difficult to work with. Did you we know, meet
2: at the South Point? I yeah, remember yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay. You know what? Maybe, oh, wait, yeah, I remember
4: maybe, 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 you know what? Why don't you get back to me in 18 months, Steve? <laughs> oh, no, no chance. Oh,
2: I mean, you and Kevin O'Neill was doing such good work. I couldn't ignore that. <laughs> but, 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 I, I think it was at, I love Kevin O'Neill I, do, no, I no, love no. Kevin O'Neill I
4: just bought three of his books they're good but what I'm saying is, I've reread one of his. It's good stuff, still. I got you don't even have three of his books. No, I just threw it the other ones. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kevin. you threw them out. <laughs> I, I got I'm limited, buying them. I got limited workspace. Here. I thought you had a whole upstairs. I'm gonna, I'll bring you all the like <laughs> our CDs. You can have our. I still got one. I would, CD I would like, but, yeah. but
2: but all joking aside, don't throw any gambling books yeah. out. Just bring them down here. And yeah. by the way, return some of them that the, the I turned the tables on vague.
4: I still got Poy- <laughs> the Pauliakievsky chess book. Yes.
2: <laughs> no, no, that's yours. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that—that's the book. I'll bring it like, back. Yeah, that's a book that's like two hundred fifty bucks. So I get to always bring that up, and then that I gave it to you, and then you said, and then you'll say, "Well, I gave you that one book that was a 1000 I'm like, "Shit, he's right." And then
4: I just don't say. I know it. I'm still like reading the exchange. By you know, I'm I'm intrigued by the. And I'm sorry we're getting off yeah. on so many tangents. Why the hell I got to ask the board here? Why aren't there betting exchanges now? They have the profit exchange in New Jersey that doesn't have that much of like volume apparently. Maybe that's why. Why is there no volume? Why isn't everybody, like, like last time I checked, minus 102, even with the 1% commissions, so it's minus 104, it's better than minus 110. Well, well maybe. Oh, go ahead, we
5: Well, do you always say, Fez, do people want to win really bad or do they want to have fun? Uh, people, people want to go down the street and, and bet their parlays at, at, at stations more than they want to I take advantage he, of every opportunity. And people I are think used to do right, what John. they're
4: doing, like like this yeah. heuristic thing. Mm-hmm. Like people are used to buying the breakfast cereal that they they used to eat. They are used to eating honeycomb. They don't want to suddenly e- 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 eat um, yeti cereal. They've never heard of it before.
2: Well, I think one of the things that hurts is the exchanges that we could have learned from. Are all European odds? Yeah, that is confusing to American banner. That's and, a great point, point. And, and it's confusing even to me on the favorite side. The
4: dog side is pretty. I, easy. I can't. I can't exist. I have to click American odds. If I yeah. look, if I click, you know, decimal odds, I'm, I'm like lot. Like, what is that?
2: <laughs> so, so like in a weird <laughs> way, Matt. And then plus, for whatever reason, Matchbook isn't in many of the odd services or mm-hmm. when it is, it's always down.
4: So oh, there's four dollars available. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. like it's like who cares? Yeah. And I
2: think that's part of it. In a way, the books are market makers mm-hmm. and they're giving you liquidity. And
4: I think it's worth a little extra va- it's complicated. But but it is nice to have that as an option. Especially like on Sunday game day when the market's so liquid that like literally you get a pickup game. It's like minus one oh one in each direction.
2: All right. So let's do this. Fez, why don't you just take us out right now?
4: Hey, hey, be
2: careful out there. His voice seems stronger than it usually does at the end of the pod. See you next week.